Hey, it's Figgy Fig, and I got to tell you guys about Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness. I've been having some serious lower back and neck issues over the past few years, and finally, I decided to get it checked out with Dr. Pittman. After my first two appointments, my neck and back felt amazing. My body feels rejuvenated, and I actually walked out the office faster than when I walked in. And you can have that same feeling. Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness specializes in neck and back pain, muscle and joint pain, and so much more. Make your appointment today. 346-774-2887. That's 346-774-2887. Or you can check them out online at PCAWellness.com. That's PCAWellness.com. And tell them Figgy Fig sent you. So you qualify. Oh, we qualify, Jay Prince. <laughs> there we go. Okay, I'm reloaded. You motherfuckers think you big. The qualify hit a little different now, man. You going yeah, yeah, down <laughs> Here come the pain. I guess Jay Z getting more flowers today. Uh-huh. Number one, apparently. Uh-huh. It's kind of like when LeBron do something great. And then it's like a whole LeBron <laughs> love fest. Can you believe he's in year 19? LeBron scored 30 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. Wow, he's 38 yeah. years old. The Lakers live by 20. LeBron, wow. <laughs> He's just so overlooked. You cats got to see in the watches be all types of shapes and stones being broke as What you say? Watching tights on same night, same fight, but one of us cats ain't playing right. I let you tell it. Let's go. We mob top qualified today, man. I had an argument with niggas on the internet. You got an argument with what? With niggas on the internet about this song, Young G's. Oh, really? People were saying Young J got smoked by Biggie. Really? On this song. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I thought Jay, this is one of Jay Z's best verses. It personally. is. It is. I've been rich, I've been poor, I saved them blown breasts. Some say I've been here before because of the way I song. Some said chicken songs like the fall in the room. Reoccurring. That he thinks like that because he's observant. Let's go. Quickly, niggas wanna hit me if they get me. Dress my body in linen by Armani. Check it. My lyrical car jack, make your bones black. High caliber gas is all I fuck with. Now keep the rough shit in my circle. Let's go. Bulletproof vests under the coochie. Spitting my Uzi. Don't lose me. My trigger niggas represent. Driving dirty in J30s. Getting bent. And to my hit hoes, my murder mommies. I be smoking trees in Belize when they find me. While you still killing niggas with my mommy. 
like Connie and Cyrus up in Cyprus. Fuck you, Roy, you're on the floor with the virus. I can't believe they said that. I, I was just sitting there thinking about this, man. I really couldn't. I, I, everybody was teaming up on me. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's kind of crazy, man. I was just sitting there. Th- it just kind of hit me a little bit. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, no, nah, like, yeah. look, I, I wonder if it's that that death effect of hey, yeah. he, he passed away and this was on, you know, Pete, uh, Puff Daddy and the family. So. Yeah, no, I don't like, think so, man. It felt to me like Biggie's verse didn't even match the vibe of the song. Yeah. And like, I, that was a good verse, but it was way too aggressive for the laid back beat, yeah. I felt. And yeah. Jay Z just fit that shit perfectly, man. It did, yeah. He sounded. I was shocked. Yeah, that, that's crazy, man. You don't, you, you don't really get all of that, man. So I, I don't know, man. That's, that's kind of strange. <laughs> It is, man. Niggas on the internet say anything, man. Some people just want to hate Jay-Z, too. They're Nas fans. These damn Nas fans are yeah. all over the internet, and they always want to put down Jay-Z at any chance they can get. And, yep. and they, they think just if they don't mention Nas and just shit on Jay, we won't find out. No, I know y'all Nas <laughs> fans out there. I yeah. know what y'all doing. The war ain't <laughs> over. 20 years plus, we still fighting this war, man. I know. <laughs> it ain't over yet. It, it's weird because today, man, it's like it was Nas stands and Drake stands. Just woke up in a bad mood like, uh-uh, man. Like, push your T and Jay-Z on the damn song. <laughs> So every, every time Pusha drop a song, I got to make it clear and say, hey, this is for us grown folks. <laughs> us, mm-hmm. us grown folks, don't like save your hot takes. We don't need to see no hot takes on Pusha T. Just, you know, just keep it moving. If you ain't a Pusha T fan, just keep it moving. No, I agree. How long are you going to talk about crack? Oh, I'm talking about crack. Nigga, forever, okay? Yeah, yeah, honestly. He's never going to talk about anything else but crack, okay? Leave it alone. Yeah, make it normal for people to just, you know, if they good at talking about one thing, let them keep talking about it, man. Yeah. Like, I don't need to hear a love song from Pusha T. <laughs> well, just just stay in your lane, man. That's the same argument I was having with, like, Meg the Stallion. People say, oh, all she mm-hmm. make is one if that song is working, man, just keep it going. We don't we don't need to get a deep Tupac type of Meg uh, verse, or we don't need to get some real hip hop shit from. Look, man, we all know what we go to Meg for: some twerking and you know party type shit. If that's what she want to keep doing. Let her keep doing it. <laughs> but man, I agree, man. And and the times that she has gone outside the box. I felt like she should stay in the box. No, seriously, seriously, because we all, you know, we know what she is and she got Mm -hmm. this image. So just stay with that image, man. This ain't the 2000s where you got to have an R&B song. You got to have a rap song. You got to have a club song. Just just stay in that lane, man, and just make your money off of that. I agree. I agree. We in the TikTok generation, man. This ain't no fucking lyrical, miracle, spiritual, unforgettable <laughs> type shit no more. This ain't 96, man. It's 2022. Mm-hmm. And it's a new era. Stick to what you know um, and, and just do it as well as you can. Sidebar, yeah. I don't know what made me think about this. Dog, did you see the Gunna in future performance on Saturday Night Live? I did not see that. <laughs> It is awful, man. <laughs> it, it really made me think of like what happened to stage presence in hip hop. 
Damn. You know, here comes my boomer take right uh -oh, now. I know. Uh -oh. But dog, this shit was terrible, man. <laughs> Gunna and Future on stage. First off, they was like six feet apart, like they was socially distancing. <laughs> and number one, the song's only like two minutes long, if that. What uh, the push and P? Your push and P song, yeah, they did push and P, of course. And dog, they both of them look like they ain't even want to be there. <laughs> It was bad, man. Like, it was real bad, actually. So I, I, I agree so, for the stage. So did it sound bad or did they look bad? Both. Well, it, it sounded bad because, you know, it's pushing P. Yeah. So everything ended with a P and there was like no filter on the mic. So mm. every time and maybe this is just something us sound nerds and radio pick up. But yeah. every time they said P. The mic popped. Damn. <laughs> and they said pee a whole lot, dog. It sounded bad, man. So, Damn. Yeah. This, it's on YouTube if you ain't seen it, if you want to see it. But yeah, now, who, uh, now I'm looking at it now. Who was co hosting this? Uh, uh, is, that, uh, is that Carmichael? Whatever yeah, it's Rock Carmichael. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think, he, I think it was their season debut or whatever. <laughs> dog, look at this performance, man. <laughs> Pushing P, number one, Gunna got like a quilt on. I guess that's supposed to be a coat. But look at this shit, man. Like, look, if if people think like the Jeezy and Gucci verses, man, the way they stand, people think if people think Gunna can dress, I don't want nothing to do with fashion, dog. Like this dude be wearing the weirdest fits to me, man. And people swear he could dress. I'm like, God, I want nothing to do with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, look, I'm a fashion person too, but I, I I never looked at him as like, oh yeah, he just switched, he he moving the uh, culture or something like that. I just mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in a couple years we'd be like, damn, he was ahead of it. But I just don't oh, see God, it now. I man. hope not. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> don't see it now, man. <laughs> what what environment will we have to be in for people to look at that and be like, hey? He was ahead of the time because we all dress like that now. Come on, man. I don't know. I, I hope we don't yeah, get yeah, there. Who knows? You know, man, it's a weird time, man, where you know, we used to laugh at back in the day. And then now you look at it now, you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> it's, yeah, be, because there was a point in time when niggas was laughing at Jim Jones because of the shirts mm -hmm. and the jeans he was wearing. But when yeah. you look at it now, it's like, oh, it wasn't that tight <laughs> because you got shit even tighter than that. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm I, I'm not a fan of the, the way Gunna dress, <laughs> and no, that performance agree, that the, that performance looked kind of boring too. <laughs> it was bad, man. It sounded bad. It looked bad, and, and yeah, uh, I'll say this much too. I'm not going back to Baggy. Okay, they're trying to make Baggy happen again. Kanye yeah. has been pushing this for years with these big ass baggy clothes. I'm not going back, okay? <laughs> we, we was in the baggy chokehold for a good decade, okay? Yeah. I'm not going back, dog. Yeah. I'm not saying I'll never wear no fucking super slim fit. Dog. I'm a big dupe, and I ain't wearing no fucking baggy ass jeans and yeah. baggy ass coats no more, dog. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I do want a pair of Jabos, but I want to. I, I want to get them tailored, man. I don't want the original Jabot. I want to get them a little tailored where they fit. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, if you wore a pair of Jabos, they, you know, they just come big anyway. 
But yeah. as long as they can fit and I look decent and don't look like I'm fucking wearing Junko jeans, I'll yeah. be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to nod your head when Juvenile call you out on high. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah, like, your bow jeans on. Or, or uh, Webby, fresh bows with the crease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but shit, well, this is a music podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. First off, Jay Prince, introduce the podcast real quick for us. The gems and juice. We are a back at it, a special mob. We got a mob ties brother joining us in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ XO, we had a great conversation with him. You're going to hear from him soon. Um, and also, an early edition of the podcast. We're going to knock this one out because we got things to do this week, you know. Yeah. But uh, we, gonna, we, we got a lot to react to and talk about regardless. We were blessed with some new music from some high-profile artists and Pusha T and Jay-Z. And we'll talk about that in one second. But first, man, quick quick midweek update, Figgy. Update, Figgy. Uh, how you been, dog? How, how's your week going? I know this is the wifey's birthday this weekend. Yeah, so yeah. Shout out, to the wife, shout out to the wifey, Christina. Happy birthday. She got a, um, yeah, her birthday. Yeah, her birthday is this Saturday. So uh, we have no clue what we're going to do. We might travel somewhere. I don't know. But, um, yeah, shout out to her, man. Happy birthday. <laughs> April babies, man. Um, so your wife, Jasmine's, my sisters, and my birthday are all in the yeah, same month. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm out here I'm out here looking like that Homer Simpson meme when he was in the bar <laughs> and everybody around having fun. And he just sitting there like this. <laughs> This is how I feel every time in April, man. <laughs> nah, it seems like it's a lot of April birthdays, man, but shit, it's going to yeah. be a good time. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jasmine. She got a birthday coming up, too. So, yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to Jasmine, of course. Yeah. It, it's, uh, so, it's so crazy because, um, like, you don't have to worry about this, but with me being married, it's so much stuff I have to worry about and try to get a gift for. So, like, birthday is one. Um, you know, um, I want to say in a couple months later, anniversary, and then um, you got Christmas, you got it, 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 Valentine's Day. It's it's like all equally spread it apart where I don't have a long mm-hmm. gap where I could just chill. So it's like soon as Valentine's Day is over, bam, her birthday right there. And I'm like, fuck, I gotta get something else. And then right after that, I, I got a little time to chill. And then bam. Um, anniversary. I gotta do something for that. It's, it's like equally spread apart. It's a little irritating, man. It's it's not like a thing where oh her birthday is around Christmas too, so I can knock both of those out at the same time type thing. I could get a gift for birthday and a gift for Christmas. It's like I gotta wait a couple, it's just like one or two months, then get something else. And it, it's a little frustrating, man. That's a little pet peeve of mine. It's a lot frustrating, man. Honestly, these holidays are all bullshit dog it, it is okay i understand birthday i understand anniversary yeah. anniversary is supposed to be both of y'all's day but you know the man yeah. always end up making the plans and spending more so it's really <laughs> just another birthday for her yeah but dog fucking mother's day you yeah. got valentine's day you got whatever other horse shit they come up with it's all <laughs> all 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 sweetest day <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all planned to drain us financially, even more so because, you know, even the ones who front like they don't want nothing. Yeah, they do. Want you got to do. So you can't yeah. even trust that. 
Yeah, because you could add, you could probably ask any woman, "Hey, do you want some for um, Valentine's Day?" Oh no, we don't have to celebrate. You don't have to, but you gotta do something. Still, yeah, exactly. Because she gonna go to work and she gonna see all her goofy girlfriends getting all these fucking edible arrangements and shit. Yeah, and then she you, you gonna she gonna be looking all funky because her boyfriend or her husband ain't get her nothing. So yeah, she gonna come up mad at you. Yeah, and like what it, the fuck you said you ain't want nothing. Exactly. Exactly. So that's that's the stuff you got to go through when you, I guess, in the relationship, you got to go through that type of stuff. And it, it's a lot of pressure, man. It's a, it's a lot of pressure. No, social media has made it 100 times worse. Mm-hmm. OK, because these women be looking at shit celebrities be doing or yeah. some random ass nigga. And it could be a fake ass video yeah. with like fucking rose petals leading to it some could, yeah. elaborate hotel with a bunch of shit and yeah. Louis Vuitton bags and all these presents on the or damn even, bed. Even, like, wor- get the fuck e- out even here, worse man. than that, man. You all, all it takes is a simple tweet from a girl you don't even know. And she went viral because she said her dude, um, he, he bought her 100 roses. Because they've been together for 100 days and each day was amazing to him and all this other bullshit. And every girl retweeted and like it. And it's like, what the f- like, that's what I want in my man and blah, 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 blah. It's like, damn, like, how you even know she lying, man? Every girl's out here buying themselves flowers and shit, trying to make it like, you know, they love flowers and dudes is just sending them shit. This girl's out here, um, perpet- I- I'm going to use perpetrating. It's it gr- is, girls out here perpetrating too. They be saying shit like, my man told me to take the day off. Then he flew me to Miami so he can chill on the beach and drink mimosas. That's what I call applying pressure. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's in this economy? Don't be acting like that's some shit that any nigga can do, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here simultaneous trips overseas and shit like get the fuck out of here man yeah we over here sounding like the messy podcast and shit <laughs> look fuck it man we, <laughs> no they, they they say way worse yeah they say yeah, way worse. yeah i think what we're saying is pretty reasonable honestly yeah. but yeah all this shit about look we're regular people this is a tough yeah. time here mm-hmm. women don't be getting gassed up by the fake shit y'all see on social media yeah we yeah. nine to fivers man <laughs> exactly if we're, t- we're squares according to uh, a lot of social media apparently and lanes yeah you know like russell wilson mm-hmm. <laughs> how did that shit end up popping back up man like i feel yeah, like we, i feel like we talk about him being a square or lame for like 10 straight years man <laughs> Dog, it was randomly a topic on that spinoff of I Am Athlete podcast with Ryan Clark oh, yeah. and uh, with <laughs> yeah. Panning, what's his name? Yeah. And they, they, for some reason, started talking about Russell Wilson and Sierra. And <laughs> that Channing dude kept like he was upset about it. He was like, oh, ain't no woman going to choose a Russell Wilson over future. She wouldn't be with him. And that's like, what? God, you're a foot. I understand like a regular ass niggas having these thoughts. Uh, you're a football player, man. Yeah. You know exactly why he got her. A hundred million dollar reasons why. But don't yeah. act like fucking you're surprised she ended up with him and not a rapper. Yeah. And the part I don't get, man, is people be keep saying the same shit. We like, look, I I can't sit here and say, hey, this is the reason why she's with him. You know, it's not kind of, it's not really fair because she, you know, they look like they in love. 
Well, mm-hmm. come on. We've been saying the same shit for a long time, man. That's been the conversation from the beginning. When she left Future, she ended up getting with Russell Wilson. That was the conversation. Oh, she, you know, she looking for security. We had that whole conversation, man. And I don't understand how people just bring it up like it's a new take or a unique take or something. Dog, we have this conversation. <laughs> That's what I call Twitter and reruns. Yes. Because we have the same conversations every three to six months. It's going to be $200 dates. It's mm-hmm. going to be Russell Wilson and Sierra. Yep. It's going to be some other goofy relational you, bullshit. It's always yeah. the same topics recycled. How, how, over and how over would you again. feel if he paid for a meal with a cash app card? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, why can't my, uh, as a woman who's in a relationship, why can't I have dinner with another man? Some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> it's, always, it, it's always the same shit people argue about on social yeah. media, man. And Russell yeah. Wilson and Sierra is like one of the legendary topics. Yeah, uh, right now the Will Smith and Jada is going to take it probably for the yeah. rest of the year. But, man, Jesus. No, wait, wait, yeah, wait wait till she speaks out. <laughs> it, it's going to be a whole nother another think piece. Another uh, think, yeah. <laughs> think piece on it. <laughs> Yeah, it's never going to stop, man. It's never going to stop. Yeah, I don't know why that came up again. It, it, it was super weird, man. Yeah, but, man. Uh, because I'm looking like, why is he trending? I ain't going to lie, man. I want them to do good just for the simple fact that, you know, I want, you know, it looked it look like they happy. Mm-hmm. But but every time I see Russell Wilson trending, I'm like, oh, shit, did he get caught cheating or some type yeah. of scandal or something? Like, oh, I don't, I don't need that, man. Black Twitter going to go insane. It's going to be men versus women and all that other bullshit. So when I seen that, I'm like, why the fuck? Like, <laughs> then we had this damn conversation 10 years ago. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> no, it, it never ends, man. They don't be bothering nobody either. So yeah, I don't even know the, how it's the, always the topic. Yeah, like, why? Yeah, that's the other part, too. Why is we talking? About, they not out here talking shit. Or mm-hmm. she not sitting here saying, you know, looking down on other people or he, he just a cheesy dude, man. Nothing wrong with that. Like, why is they the butt of everybody jokes? <laughs> it's weird, man. <laughs> but I do have to say, and I got to call it out because after we made fun of people talking about it, we got to talk about it now, too. But it's funny when women talk about, you know, they 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 talk about how they want a square dude, but they diss the square dude, too, at the same time. Like mm-hmm. condescendingly, yeah. like oh, I don't add a bunch of street niggas. I want me a regular lame nine to five nigga now. Like why <laughs> we gotta be lame, yeah. dog? <laughs> I want me a Russell Wilson. Yeah. I want me a corny nigga. N- what? N- yeah. Now they now they trying to you know now they trying to backtrack a little bit. Ain't no wrong with being square. It yeah. ain't no wrong with being corny. <laughs> <laughs> like why do they have? Well, like why do you have to use the word corny then? Exactly. My, my man's a square, it's, and I'm it's, happy. It's cool, yeah, it's, it's cool to be corny. Square then? Yeah, it's cool to be corny. It's cool to be a square. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, like they don't realize these words have a negative connotation to them. Yes. Like, nobody <laughs> says you a square in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's not a compliment to anybody. Yeah. Even though it shouldn't be no diss, uh, considering what it means. <laughs> But it's never been used as a compliment towards anybody. Like yeah, exactly, it's like proud. if you if you use the word sissy, like oh no, you know sissy. That's <laughs> you know ain't nothing wrong with being a sissy. It's like no, the word sissy is used to kind of degrade another man. Mm-hmm. So don't like why is you sitting there trying to justify that? <laughs> like it's a good thing yeah. or something. 
No, but. it's silly, man. It's <laughs> silly. But yeah, that conversation popped up again and it'll never die until they do probably. So yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, we do talk about music too on this podcast. So <laughs> let's talk about this new single uh, from Pusha T featuring Jay-Z. Pusha T, who was running the record for most Jay-Z features, I feel, in, yeah. in the past 10 years with two, at <laughs> least. So um, they released a new song, well, Pusha T did. It's called uh, Neck and Wrist. Neck and Wrist. Yep. Yeah, Neck and Wrist. Produced by Pharrell. Pharrell's also on the track as well. Um, Figgy. What do you think about this track, man? Are you even more hyped for the album? Do you think it lived up to expectations? What do you think about it in general? Um, I like the track a lot, man. I like the production on here. Um, I ain't gonna lie. When when I got the Jay Z's part, I forgot his part was um, I, it wasn't leaked, but video surface uh Jay Z uh, some of Jay Z's verse. When I got mm-hmm. to his part, I was like, oh, is that song? Like oh okay so you know it, it, you know the energy kind of died down a little bit for me, but um I like the production on there a lot man I like the way Pusha T was rapping, uh, his certain uh, the certain style he had, um it really made me excited for the album man um it, it, to me this Pusha T production uh, not Pusha T but for real production it kind of gave me Eclipse production <laughs> a little bit. Man, I, mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not the full Neptunes, but it kind of gave me that gritty clips production, and um, it's it's always good to hear the gritty for real, man. Because you know, once we got you know the Despicable Me soundtrack, that you know you kind of hear the little cheesy you know kid movie uh, production for for real. But mm-hmm. you gotta remember, he still get he he still got that gritty sound to it. And uh, to me, it's remarkable, man, how he could just switch up a style like that, because usually it's either right or left with producers and they can't really balance that line. But uh, Pharrell could definitely balance that line. But the song overall, I like the song. Um, I like Pusha T verse. Um, It wasn't nothing special. I I ain't going to sit here and say it was, you know, groundbreaking or anything like that. I do think the production was to me, that was the highlight of the song. To me, was the production, the bass in it. But um, the verse was a typical Pusha T verse. I ain't gonna sit here and break it down. But um, Jay Z verse, um, I thought it was cool. I don't think it was a verse where he got over on Pusha T. I didn't feel like, oh man, he just watched Push Pusha T. Um, but it was a cool Jay-Z verse. I felt like a lot of people kind of overhyped it a little bit. I was I was actually shocked. I'm, I know people always hype hype up Jay-Z verses, but I was just kind of shocked the way people was hyping it up. I, I, I did not expect to see a think piece on Jay-Z's verse on this song. And so that kind of uh, confused me a little bit. And the line that stuck out to everybody for some reason was the um, the commission line. So I don't know if people were just like, oh, my God, like him and Biggie was going to do a, a joint project together. And oh, my goodness. And I'm just like, yeah, he talked about it a couple times. He mentioned it a couple times. So I don't understand how this is kind of like breaking news a little bit. And yeah, that, that kind of threw me off a little bit. 
But I, I didn't think that line was that special. <laughs> and um, even the part when Jay-Z kind of addressed that, you know, um, he wouldn't be where he was at if Big died. It's like, yeah, like I don't, I, I kind of didn't understand him addressing, addressing that because that been a decade old <laughs> uh, topic, man. Shit, even going back to the Ether verse, um, Nas kind of threw that little shot. So I just, uh, it, it was kind of strange. But overall, man, I like the song a lot. I like, if I had to pick one thing I like about the song the most, it it would probably be the production, man. Like I I, I think it was uh, it was a production that you can't imitate, <laughs> in my opinion. And it's good. It, it it's to me it's crazy how Pusha T could get the best out of every producer he worked with, because mm-hmm. we seen Kanye West work with Nas in that uh, album, and it wasn't nowhere near that type of production. And uh, same thing with Pharrell. You see. Pharrell, uh, who Pharrell worked with Jay Z probably a lot, man, and he never got a production beat like that. To me, <laughs> to me, all of his Pharrell production was kind of man. Like honestly, they could have been, you know. He, I don't know. I would probably it'd be hard for me to pick a Jay Z Pharrell production, in my opinion. But um, for some reason, Pusha T, he get Pusha T to fire shit, man. So. um yeah, I really like the production in this album or, or this this song. And um I gotta say it is qualified. Qualified. Okay. Yeah, I agree for the most part, man. It was a cool song. Um now we did get a uh, tease of this earlier this week, and I'll admit maybe I just expected way too much, but immediately when you hear Pusha T and Jay-Z on a Pharrell beat, your mind goes back to like 2004 or some shit like that, man. Like, you really get hyped. And and the song was cool, but it wasn't like mind-blowingly good. I actually probably like the Drug Dealers Anonymous song they did a few years back more than this. But it's not a bad song, man. The beat's cool. Um, Verses are what you would expect. Um, Yeah, Jay-Z... The commission line, the whole the whole thing about Big, and we talked about this before the podcast. It, it's funny how Jay Z in this song talks about how he don't be on Twitter and shit like that, but he talks about arguments people have on Twitter about him, <laughs> which clearly implies he's on the internet in some way, shape, or form, and he's seeing these things people say, and he's just instead of tweeting about it, he's replying via his songs, which I respect. Yeah, but like, don't act like you you too busy to like. Nobody's too busy to be on the internet, okay? Yeah, don't. Everybody yeah. wants to see what people are saying about them. Everybody wants to know what's going on in the world. I know he's very plugged in in like the new artists and things that are happening in the world. He ain't mm-hmm. got to lie to us and act like yeah. he don't be on Twitter, man. Okay? Yeah, and see, that's the problem I had. Don't don't sit here and shit on people for being on the internet. But then talk about every address everything they send about <laughs> you on the internet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. Like he, like, like we get he don't tweet a whole lot, but he's definitely on Twitter looking at the conversations. He's definitely on, like he's looking at what people say, and and yeah, it's cool to reply like that, but just don't act like you too cool for the internet. But mm-hmm. that's Jay Z, man. That's what just what he's gonna do. Um. But, but yeah, man, I mean, it's cool to get a verse from Jay-Z every now and again. 
Um, I think it's best for him to be rare like this because I'll be honest, man, I don't know what more Jay-Z has to say yeah. at this point. He kind of repeats the same themes over and over again. You know, I feel like when when rappers make to a certain get to a certain level of success, they always talk about like the rare negative things that people say to, to, to try to relate back to us somehow. You know, Drake does it too. Drake talks about how he used to, you know, fucking eat eat sandwich tuna sandwiches back in the day or some <laughs> shit like that. Like he always got to take it back, yeah. like to when he didn't have shit. Yeah. And Jay Z kind of does it too sometimes, like, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> no, no, like, he, I don't know what else he has to say, but at least he said things in a clever way, you yeah. know. So, yeah, it, it was a cool, it was a cool song, man. I'm still hyped for the album. Hope it comes out soon. We need something to break down and listen to, do a deep dive like we used to. Yeah, and it's been a while since we did that, so I'm looking forward to the album. But it was a cool song, man. I definitely say it's qualified. Right. Qualified. Yeah, and I think it, I think it's just good. Um, I I don't think Jay Z. I think Jay Z is in a place where he don't he's not really going through anything. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm not in their household or anything, but I'm guessing their marriage is good. Um, you know, he's not struggling. He that he, uh, he that. <laughs> so, I mean, what else can he talk about at this point? So Talk about the haters, man. That's yeah, all you can do. So yeah, so um, it's not like he putting out a project every every month. I mean, every year. So um, you know, I'm you know, I won't criticize his content too much, but at least he still sounds sharp. He's still clever, and uh, he don't he, he he just don't he don't sound washed up. Where it's like, man, he need to hang this up. But um, yeah, I just appreciate hearing jay-z at this age still being this dominant like that <laughs> so um yeah I, no, it, I definitely do yeah so i can't i can't really criticize him too too much but i understand man he in the he in a different tax bracket where he yeah. ain't yeah he ain't gotta you know talk, he ain't gotta have that same hunger i prefer this version of jay much more than the magna carta holy grail really yeah. Where he's just talking about his art and his Tom Ford suits and all that <laughs> bullshit. I like this a lot better, but still, some things still look kind of annoy me. Like the whole thing about they said if Big was alive, he wouldn't be in his position. What is he talking about, man? When's the last time people actually said that? Yeah. 2006? Like, when, when's yeah. the last time people actually said that? I know that was a big topic back when Jay-Z was blowing up and really running the summers. People were wondering what would happen if Big was still here. Mm-hmm. But uh, Biggie been dead for 20 years now, man. 20 plus years at this point. Yeah. No, nobody's asking these questions anymore, Jay. Yeah. Like, we accept that you've done surpassed Big in every yeah. way. Yeah. And, and to be honest, man, this I think it's a lazy argument or conversation on our part. Because, like, you never look, we can't tell what would have happened then. And mm-hmm. plus, they both was cool with each other. So it wasn't it wasn't like a Jay-Z and Nas thing where they, you know, they was kind of, you know, they kind of wasn't that cool. And then they're going against each other. They him and Big had a relationship with each other. So, yeah. you know, I think Jay-Z probably would have still been similar, if not the same, uh, you know, or, or Big. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like people that say, oh, what if Jordan didn't retire? Um mm-hmm. Uh, Hakeem probably wouldn't have got his um, 
you know, two rings or something. It's well, like Kobe never, never got injured. Yeah. It's just like the you, end of his career. Yeah, it's like you never know, man. <laughs> like you you really think Jordan would have ran off fucking um what eight straight championships like that? <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think people kind of <laughs> need to relax a little bit with that. Yeah, no, I'm so lazy. And like I said, I I don't know anybody in the modern day that's bringing up that. Maybe it's happening somewhere in the corner of the internet, but I don't, I, don't, I haven't seen that debate since like the 2005 forums on allhiphop.com <laughs> or some shit. You know, so I don't know where he's getting these things from, but yeah. it's interesting. But look, like we said, we, he got to rap about something. Yeah. You know? well, let so. me let me ask you this because I um so I ran across uh I ended up going back on the old Jay Z album, the um American Gangster. Mm-hmm. And um America Ga- I listen to American Gangster, I listen to um Kingdom Come, and I listen to Blueprint Blueprint Three. I-, I ain't gonna lie, man. Um that's the the style Jay-Z was rapping around that time, I kinda don't really feel it as much now. <laughs> it it was a lot of kind of j- uh like singy Jay Z, if you know what I mean. That uh, which album? Uh, he did it on America Gangsta a lot. Oh, okay. That, okay. Um, breaking the coat, wearing the bag. Yeah, yeah, People didn't know, yeah, but they yeah, know bad. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, like, I, you know, obviously I like that album, but when I listen to it now, it's kind of like, uh, like, it, it, it sounds a little irritating. It's, it, it sounds too singy, man. I kind of appreciate the, the talk, the, uh, the talk, the rap fast Jay Z now mm-hmm. than the singy Jay Z. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's a hot take, but no. Nah, I mean, he yeah, that was kind of annoying. Uh, people yeah, want yeah, me yeah. gone. People want me dead. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the face and the oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that w- that was a pretty annoying era of Jay. I don't think it was the worst era, but yeah, him him getting in a little into the, too into the melodic. Yeah, that that didn't, and I never liked Blueprint Three, even when it first came out. Man, I thought yeah. it was trash. Yeah, I so. thought it. I thought. I mean, I ain't think it was trash then, but it's it's hard to listen to now, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it it was a Jay that seemed like he was just hungry to stay relevant in some ways. That the whole song off that with Drake. Is awful. <laughs> like sidebar too. That I saw Complex had Rory and Maul on, and they were ranking the uh, the worst Jay Z song. Mm. I didn't watch the whole thing. I didn't see who they picked, but Rory and Maul were basically going through a whole bracket of terrible Jay Z songs <laughs> and uh, choosing which one was the worst. And they're both super whole fans, of course. Yeah. So see, you know they were some, protesting the entire some, time. That's something I wanted us to do eventually. But I yeah. know it's going to take some time, but yeah, I think to me that's better than ranking the best albums and all that shit. <laughs> because a lot of people don't like to admit that he had awful songs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he dog, he put out so many albums, man. You yeah. ain't going to hit on every one. Exactly. But, and the fact that we even know what his bad next bad songs are at this <laughs> point still mm-hmm. like just proves how legendary he is. Even his bad songs are legendary. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. a lot of songs I didn't care for that people liked. Where I'm just like, eh, I ain't really care for that Empire one. Empire State of Mind, man. Empire uh, State I of Mind. Can't, I can't stand that song, dog. You know, I'm the, sorry, the one thing that's confusing about that song to me, I don't understand how other cities just play that song randomly like that, man. 
Like, it's an I, anthem. I understand no, an anthem in New York. <laughs> like, why is they playing that shit in Houston, man? I hear that song way too many times in Houston. It's just like, damn, like, I, I get it was a hit song. But it's like, man, like, why why is we playing New York <laughs> Empire State of Mind in Houston, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it look, it not every city has an anthem like that, dog. We we need a tops drop should be the official Houston anthem. But yeah, yeah I mean, look, it's it's a cheesy song that a lot of white folk know. <laughs> so that, that's probably why it gets played in a lot of sporting events and shit. <laughs> but yeah, um, and some of these songs, I'm looking at the bracket now. They have it on the complex site. Some of these songs, they were surprised were even picked, like O3 Bonnie and Clyde. Mm. I understood why they picked that song. I'm sorry. Yeah. That, that song was bad. Yeah. What What are some songs off the top of your head that you didn't really care for from Jay-Z? Uh, that was oh, like, oh, man. my God, why did he make this? Uh, dog, like 90% of Magna Carta, Holy Grail. I got to keep <laughs> going back to that fucking album, man. I like Picasso, baby, and that's really about it, dog. Tom Ford was awful. Made in America, twerk, molly, molly, twerk. Like, these songs were terrible man i was yeah. dog i was so disappointed i was looking forward to this album so much the yeah. commercials with rick rubin and pharrell yeah. yeah. and timbaland yeah to have a fucking android to get the damn album first and all that yeah, bullshit man all these tricks he was pulling out like yeah. okay this, this must be some next level shit i'll expect a black album part two yeah damn near dog and what we got the dog, artwork <laughs> yeah i know right the artwork i'm just like oh shit this is about to be crazy <laughs> Oh, <laughs> most disappointing album I probably ever heard, man. Because I had yeah. such high expectations for it, and yeah. that whole album is trash, man. Like it, I, I can't even go back to it. <laughs> like I, I'll play some of it, I'll be like, "What the fuck was wrong with Jay Z at this time, man? Like, what was he on?" But yeah, yeah. What about you, man? Uh, What's your uh, least favorite Jay Z song? The songs that come from the top of the head is, um, I I didn't like the Change Clothes song. Me neither. They were they were also shocked that I was on the bracket too. Really? But I didn't never yeah. like that song either. Yeah, and that and I mentioned earlier, him and Pharrell, they got a lot of songs together, but they the beats don't hit the same like Pusha T beats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um change clothes. I didn't like the song Show Me What You Got. Me neither. I I, I didn't like that. Like it, it come on. I'm not sitting there saying turn this bullshit off. But I'm just like, uh, it's too cheesy. <laughs> Show me what you got, little man. I, I, I ain't really care for that, man. Um, this one, a lot of people, I argue with a couple people about this, but I didn't like the Blue Magic <laughs> uh, song. Me neither, me neither I, really. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people looked at me sideways, ready to fight. I ain't really care for that, <laughs> that song at all. <laughs> no, I don't spend on my head. I was spending the money so I can get my bread. <laughs> Pharrell going crazy off key with his fucking voice on the hook. Yeah. Don't waste you. Like, it was <laughs> awful, man. And Show Me What You Got is not a bad song. It was just bad coming from retirement. Yeah. Was that the coming out that, of retirement? Yeah, that, 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 that was. That was the Kingdom Come lead single. Oh, yeah. Damn. And yeah, that song sucked, man. It was, yeah. was kind of like seeing Michael Jordan come back and you know have 15 turnovers and maybe like 10 points on 20 shots or some shit like that like it was just a bad maybe it wasn't an awful awful game but like yeah coming from retirement it was too commercial to me man 
Yeah. It's too commercial to me. And like and then even the video. It's just like, all right. I, like I don't I don't give a fuck about Danica Patrick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I forgot Danica Patrick was yeah. in that video, man. They're the racing fuck? each other. Oh a, man. Remember, a- dog. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when she was a star? Did she ever even what the fuck? That, that, that was such a weird era. Danica Patrick. Yeah. Such a weird. Uh, <laughs> did she even win any races? I don't. I remember she I was just famous so. for being a female NASCAR driver. Yeah. I don't know if you ever would want anything, but I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. I digress. I digress. But, um. Anyway, other things that did happen this week, we got to talk about the Grammys now. We made a mistake. We didn't do our annual Grammy predictions. I know. I thought about year. it as soon as the Grammys start. First of all, I didn't even know the Grammys was coming on until yeah. I. Yeah. It was literally like maybe seven fifty-five on a Sunday. Yeah. And I seen the tweet saying the grand, uh, red carpet, blah blah. blah. I'm like, damn, the red carpet. And I look, and the Grammys was coming on in five minutes. I'm like, shit. I'm like, we ain't even do a prediction or nothing. I know. Well, yeah, that's our fault. We're going to get it next year. And I blame Will Smith because the slap overtook everything. I'm sure if the slap didn't happen. That took us a whole episode, man. (laughs) Two. (laughs) Yes. So, well, well, one episode and a live stream. Yes. So, yeah. uh, If the slap didn't happen, I think we would have been more aware of the Grammys coming up. But since the news was, the feed was all dominated with slap takes. Mm-hmm. Um, we p- completely forgot the grants were coming up until it happened, so we didn't do our predictions as we usually do. But mm-hmm. fuck it, we'll still react to it. Yeah. Um. So uh, the categories we care about. Let's see. Um, album of the year went to John Batiste. That was had, had, th- that was. I don't know how you feel about that. That was kind of shocking to me, man, because I had never heard. Or seen this guy ever? I never heard of the guy. I never seen him. Uh, I never even heard the song. And I kid you not. At, I think right after his performance, because the first time ever hearing about him was when he performed. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, damn, okay. Like I've never heard of this dude or never heard the song. But I'm like, okay, it was a cool performance. I kid you not. During that commercial break, it was a commercial with his song playing. I'm like, damn, is this new or is th- or have I just seen this commercial and didn't realize or didn't pay attention to the song? But then right after that, he won album of the year. I'm like, what the? F-? I'm like, this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, it's a it's a black man or, you know, a minority guy. And he won album of the year. And I never heard of this guy before. And it wasn't like it was a country artist or something. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was kind of strange. It showed you a, a type of world we live in where. You don't even have to know who this guy is. And people agreed that that was the album of the year. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, looking at the winners, like, do you think this is continuing like the Oscars trend of uh, let's be pro-black this year? Some people were upset with us before and thought we weren't re- representing black music enough because a lot of black people won at this year, man. Yeah. And yeah, I, I have heard of John Batiste, but I never heard of any of his music. Like, but I had known of him. He's one of those artists you hear his name, but I don't think I ever heard any music from him directly. I probably heard it in passing. But yeah, for him to win album of the year, it's pretty surprising, man. He won over Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. He won over Billie Eilish. 
I don't know mm-hmm. if Billy Alice got shut out this year, but uh, yeah, I didn't see she too many she for didn't her. yeah she, um well she didn't go on stage. You know they be having winners that yeah that shit that don't air, but um she didn't go on stage. I kind of want her to win something because she was fucking dressed in a big ass t shirt and jeans or some shit. No, maybe that's why. I kind of want her to go on stage just to see the whole outfit. <laughs> But I don't know if she won anything and she cleaned up the first year she went to the Grammys. Yeah. So maybe that was the Mariah Carey curse. Like, okay, we'll give you a whole lot the first year. That's it. But yeah, that's it. (laughs) So yeah, it looks like I'm sure she got something. I'm scrolling down, but I didn't see her win anything so far. So John Batiste got album of the year. Silk Sonic got record of the year for Leave the Door Open. And song of the year. And song of the year. I don't see I, these goofy Grammy I, categories. Like, what the fuck is the I'll difference d- between a record and I, a song? I don't know. <laughs> my uh, guess, my tough. guess is because when they first got song uh, record of the year, uh, when they were uh, announcing all the people part of the record, um, the nominations, they were actually naming everybody that had something to do with the song and their real names. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if record of the year is giving people the writers and all that shit, the credit and the song of the year is just the song of the year in general, I guess. I, I'm not sure, but I never really knew the difference or understood why they did it like that. I don't get it either. And I do remember, yeah, they did say they were increasing the nominees for some of these categories, like album of the year. It's like a lot of albums got nominated for album of the year and record of the year. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they did mention they were expanding that pretty interesting. Uh, best pop duo group performance went to Doja Cat featuring SZA. So good for them. Yeah. I, um, uh, what happened to SZA's? Um, uh, I, she walked up there on crutches. Which kind oh, of, I didn't see. Yeah, she walked up there on crutches, and I, I, I had no idea she was even injured. But um, she looked good, man. Thick as hell. <laughs> Yeah, I seen her do some. I saw some video with her looking super sexy, but I didn't know she was on crutches. Yeah. Um. At the at the Grammys. That's yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah, but yeah, she was on crutches. Doja Cat. It I was, was trying to learn how to dance. <laughs> Probably <laughs> so it could have been. <laughs> but tripped um, off her own feet. Yeah, but um, yeah, Doja Cat was up there. Um, she was Good real. Her. Yeah, she was real emotional because we talked about what she was going through, uh, mm-hmm. with the retirement and all that stuff. So hopefully, this was this kind of motivated her to keep going. Yeah, she was doubling down on it before the Grammys too. She was saying she's going to do all her obligations and then quit. Yeah. But you know, maybe she has had time to reflect and she'll do something else. I don't know, but I'm sure that Grammy a whole lot to her. So good for her, man. Yeah. Um, best R&B album went to Jasmine Sullivan for Hotels. That was shocking because she won that over her. And you yeah. know her is like over her. Her is an industry favorite, man. Yeah. She's an industry darling. So yeah. And this fun, it, it's funny. So this Hotels album, I don't know if you heard it, but um, when it first dropped, it was originally it was supposed to be an EP. <laughs> it wasn't even the album. It was it's very short, and um, it's just funny how. You know, stuff change where they, you know, it could get into the album of the year conversation or the R&B album and, you know, little stuff like that. So, um, yeah, man, that's good for Jasmine. Yeah, happy for her, man. 
Um, best rap performance went to Baby King featuring Kendrick Lamar, Family Ties. <laughs> Good for them, man. Um, yeah. the, the, the competition didn't seem like too much. Cardi B Up was nominated. That forgettable yeah, ass you, song yeah. that nobody even plays anymore. Yeah. And Megan Thee Stallion thought shit. Has yeah. any song won a Grammy with a cuss word in it? I don't think so. Unless, I, I mean, unless, do you count damn as a, <laughs> a cuss word? Did damn even win? I don't I, think. But the, that, yeah. I'm talking like shit or fuck. Oh, okay. Or yeah. shit in particular. Where you got to bleep it out. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, what would they, if Megan Thee Stallion won, what would they call that song? They just call, stuff. They just call it thought. <laughs> thought S word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's weird. <laughs> so... I don't care about best new artist song of the year. Yeah, you you said it. Leave the door open. Silk Sonic. Yeah. Um. Let's scroll down to other shit we actually care about. Um. Uh, best R and B performance went. It was a tie. Mm. Okay. I, I I didn't know Grammys could end in a yeah. tie like a fucking the, NFL regular season yeah, game. This yeah. <laughs> this must have been something that wasn't aired. <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably. Um, Silk Sonic and Jasmine Sullivan both won for best R&B performance. So, yeah, that's... good for them. <laughs> best traditional R&B performance went to her, so she did get something. Yeah. See, best R&B song went to Silk Sonic too. Damn, yeah. they clean. Ooh. Yeah, they they they, they was cleaning up, man. <laughs> it seemed like it, dog. Yeah. I, I I thought the album was cool. Yeah, but, but damn, but see. The, the 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 leave the door open was a good song. Yeah. So that song that song kind of got everybody hyped. So that's why I think the album is kind of meh because that song was so damn good. And I don't think they I don't think everything else they released they they can't top that one. <laughs> so But th- this kind of brings up a problem of like can a song be nominated for like, can a song win song of the year but not win R&B song of the year? That's what makes it confusing because you kind of have to, if, yeah. if a song is this big big enough to win song of the year, and it has to R&B, win everything yeah. it's nominated it's R- in. Yeah, it's an R&B song too. Yeah. yeah so, uh, like, how can you say it's not the best R&B song, but it's the best song of the year? Yeah, so, I don't, the, the, yeah, the I don't get weird, it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, best rap album went to Tyler the Creator. Or call me if you get lost. Yeah, you, can't argue it, man. Yeah, he wasn't even there either. <laughs> yeah, I saw he was uh somewhere else. He was, but that's perform- the second he was actually performing. Yeah, I think yeah. So that's that's good. So, well, good for him. He's an artist I never thought would even get nominated. The way he was putting out content early in his career. Yeah, so the fact that he has gotten here and has won two. Mm-hmm. Good for him, man. Happy yeah. to see the growth. And I enjoyed that album. We I picked it for my album of the year. Yeah. So yeah, good, good, good for him. Best rap song went to Kanye West featuring Jay-Z for jail. <laughs> well, he wasn't allowed to perform it. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't allowed to perform because of his uh, I guess his issues with Pete Davidson. He also pulled out a Coachella. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is supposedly because he's trying to seek some treatment, yeah, for something. Um, I, I at first I thought it was because they weren't going to let Travis Scott perform because mm. he was going to bring Travis Scott out, yeah. And I thought at first maybe they're just trying to not have him even perform 
and he just pulled out. But apparently it's for mental reasons or some kind of therapy. So, mm. yeah, I hope he gets the uh, help he needs. And I think the weekend is going to replace him in Coachella. So, yeah. Good <laughs> I know the Kanye yeah, fans like piss. <laughs> oh, probably. Especially <laughs> if you bought a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, well, man. Um, I'm sure he'll put on a good show regardless. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I like Jail, man. Okay, I, I know it wasn't the most popular song. People heard that song and were like, "What the fuck?" I like that song a lot, man. Yeah. Um, out of all these songs, I would probably say it it was the best for me. Yeah, yeah, Baby no, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, Jail, Jail is a good song, man. When you go when you go back to it, it's a really good song. It sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds really amazing. So yeah, I like it. Yeah, good good for Jay-Z, too. I know he went 0 for 7 a few years ago. He was really upset about that. I think they boycotted the Grammys after that. But yeah. good for Jay-Z getting the Grammy, too. Um, look, for a verse he recorded at the last minute, literally. Yeah. Apparently, like the day they premiered Jail, he, he just sent the verse in a few hours ago. Yeah. Before the show. <laughs> so, yeah, for a, for a verse he probably knocked out in about five minutes. To win mm-hmm. a Grammy for that, yeah, is pretty dope, man. Yeah, so. he got other Grammys though, right? This ain't his first uh, one. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah. okay. Jay has Grammys. Okay, yeah, but his yeah. last album, Four Forty Four, didn't win anything. Yeah, okay. So yeah, he was upset about that, but yeah, what can you do? Yeah. Um, shout out to our friend of the show, uh, because Hurricane by Kanye West featuring <laughs> The Weeknd and Lil Baby. Oh yeah, got an award too. It won for best melodic rap performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Josh. Boy got a Josh Meese. Josh Meese. Yeah, he got a Grammy, man. Good yeah, for him. Man. Now he's too big to be on our podcast again. I'm I, sure. I but. know, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, the price of the eight. Yesterday's price ain't today's price. I know. On, you gonna charge us? <laughs> yeah, he might. He might. <laughs> the price of the brick went up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is that all we care about? Oh, this is like bluegrass and folk. Yeah, I think that might they, be it for. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's it for that. Yeah, but I, I did, so, I did watch the Grammys from um beginning to end, <laughs> and um, I ain't gonna lie, man, it was a little boring, man. For some reason, I don't know if it's because it wasn't really star studded like in mm-hmm. the past. Especially when it comes to uh, hip hop, it like I don't know. It was just a little. It was a little dry to me. Where I found myself like, damn, like why am I watching this? It was a little boring to me. Um, some of the highlights of this show was um, not seeing Nas perform. I thought that was dope. He had a uh, dope performance. He he, mm-hmm. he he started with some older records and then got into some of his new shit. Um, what else? Um, T- to be honest, the highlight of the um of the Grammys to me this and this is shocking. I know this is a hip hop podcast, but Chris Stapleton, his performance was dope, man. And, oh, okay, and that song on there, he's a country artist. The song, the song he played, it was a song called "Cold," and it did not sound like a damn country song, man. And uh, he was singing his ass off. He had some, he had some white soul in this voice, man. Like you can you can hear the pain in that song. I'm like, damn, this song kind of all right. So uh, he kind of stole the show. This is the first time I seen 
because you know my my timeline is I would probably say uh 75% black slash hip hop. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of, you know, hip hop takes and stuff like that. And this is the first time I seen um most of them raving about his performance. I'm like, damn, this is because usually when the country artists go out there and perform, you don't really hear people say much about it, or you might say, Who the fuck is this? Or time to go to the bathroom or some shit like that. But um yeah, his performance was pretty good, man, to the point I had to I had to put that song in the Serato, man. So um yeah, that was and, and you know, this is not like a diss or anything like that, but it's kind of a problem if that was the highlight <laughs> of the night. <laughs> Chris Stapleton, a, a country singer, taking the show away. And it wasn't like he was, you know, um, you know, dropped from the sky or some shit where it's like, wow, he did that. Mm-hmm. Like to me, his performance was the highlight. <laughs> yeah, I had seen a uh, Chris Stapleton at the rodeo a few years ago. That's on a pretty good show, man. And yeah, he does like his his music is played on black stations. Yeah. You know, Tennessee whiskey got a whole lot of run mm-hmm. on uh, urban stations over here, man. That's just cold. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, we're in a post slap universe now. We're in a post slap <laughs> world. Okay. <laughs> These regular, degular ass award shows ain't gonna do it no more. I think that okay. has something to do with it, man. Because look, so when I first started watching the uh, the Grammys, I'm thinking like, man, one thing I, I I wanted to take a note of was how many times they go and reference Will Smith and Jada Pickett. Mm-hmm. And right off the top, man, Trevor uh, Trevor Noah, he. He said it right off the top, like, "Oh, it ain't gonna be nobody smacking anybody here." And I'm just like, "Oh my god!" Like, we about yeah. to be doing this the whole night. Yeah. And, but I think I think it was mentioned like maybe three times <laughs> throughout the whole show. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because Questlove he went up there to read the uh, read off a nomination, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh yeah, give me some feet. Hopefully nobody come up here." And I'm just <laughs> like, "Oh my goodness, man! Like we gonna keep oh, doing god. this, but um." Yeah, I think that has something to do with it, man, because at this point now it's kind of boring and you kind of expecting something that's not going to happen. And it was it was kind of a snooze fest, man. <laughs> Look, man, the, the bar has been raised. I'm sure a lot of people who watched the Grammys only watched it to see if something crazy would happen so they could see it first. Yeah. This is what we expect now, man. Look, for better or worse, our expectations are different now. If someone ain't getting slapped or confronted on live yeah. TV, I don't really want to see it anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I seen somebody tweet and say Will Packer should have uh, <laughs> directed this Grammys. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I agree. We, we got it. <laughs> nah, the Golden Globes better fucking gear up. <laughs> get, get something happening, man. I want to see a whole choreographed fight maybe next yeah. time. Dog. I want to see some scrapping. I want to see some tables thrown. Look, yeah. we're in a different world now, man. <laughs> Nothing, Nothing's the same after the slap. I know. In entertainment. So yeah. if, if the Golden Globes and the fucking Emmys want some ratings, <laughs> better, you better get something going. At man. least an yeah. argument or something. It ain't got to be a, right. a, a physical slap. Or at least Can we a, get a Kanye Taylor Swift moment where somebody gets upset that they lost. Yeah, we, get we, need, we need something off script where it's yes. like, wait, is that real? Did that really happen? Like, oh my god, I can't believe he did something like that. Yes, 
It, it definitely need, wasn't one of those in this Grammys. Yeah, we need somebody just dissing the other nominees when they get up there. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know what y'all expected. These niggas ass. I don't know. Some yeah. shit like that. We need we need yeah. some something spicy on these award shows now, man. Yeah. <laughs> this, this regular shit ain't gonna cut it no more. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So whoever's producing the next award, big award show, I don't think there's any left at this point, but yeah, if anything, I think probably coming up next this summer is probably what the BT Hip Hop Awards or something. Oh, the, uh, the B, the, the, <laughs> all that, all the MTV Awards, the BT Awards, they, they better have something planned, man. Yeah, they, they, I, I, I want to see some fuck. I mean, to be fair, there's usually fuckery. At yeah. the BT Awards, so it wouldn't be that special there, <laughs> but still, we we uh, we we need something more hype, man. Yeah, I agree. So. <laughs> hey, it's Finky Fig, and I gotta tell you guys about Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness. I've been having some serious lower back and neck issues over the past few years, and finally, I decided to get a check out with Dr. Pittman. Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness specialize in neck and back pain, muscle and joint pain, sports injuries, auto accidents, and so much more. Don't walk around in pain like I was. Schedule your appointment with Dr. Pittman today. 346-774-2887. That's 346-774-2887. Or you can schedule online at PCAWellness.com. PCAWellness.com. And tell them Ficky Fig sent you. What up, everybody? Got a uh, dope, dope, dope guest, special guest joining us today. Um, if you're in tune with H-Town Music, as you should be listening to this podcast. We're going to make the hood know. hop. <laughs> <laughs> we got one of the most viral, one of the most, uh, you know, one of the biggest artists in Houston doing it right now, joining us, man. Uh, you've heard him. Probably the hood hop challenge is going. He dropped it earlier this year. The video's dope. Got oh, this yeah. challenge going. Over a million views on YouTube already. You might have heard him a few years before with that off the lot track with Sosa Man and Rizzo. So this man been doing it for a little bit, man, but very happy to have him on the podcast. We've got DJ XL joining the podcast today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, y'all got the claps and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. We, you, man. We official, yeah. man. <laughs> we official, bro. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, so how you doing, bro? First off, I got to call out the, uh, the Mob Ties connection because um, we had Jay Prince on the podcast, and I asked him, how we can get into mob ties. He said, <laughs> he said that uh, mob ties is just a collection of uh, like-minded people and entrepreneurs and people who are bosses. So he yeah. said, since we we're bosses of the podcast, we can be qualified to be in mob ties too. So I've been using the emojis and everything, man. So we have this blessing. So we make jokes about that in the podcast, but I see with the chain. So we had to represent. Nah, yeah, that's, that's, no, yeah. Nah, that's, that's absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the whole point of it. Like he said, is like-minded individuals. It don't matter if you're in Houston, Canada, Mississippi, Miami, LA, you feel what I'm saying? And we all, we all are one, you know what I'm saying? And that's what makes us powerful. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes things flow the way it's supposed to flow. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you qualify. <laughs> okay. we, we got Jay Prince drops too, man. We yeah. had to do it. So yeah, just had to shout that out, man. We, we, we make fun about how we uh, we we want to get entrance into the Jay Prince award show. I know he got that working. And we, we got, I don't know if you got to apply for it or what, but uh, we got to try to get in that Jay Prince new uh, Grammys award show he be working on. So yeah, <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's gonna be a legendary moment in history. 
Oh, for it, sure, man. For sure. For sure. It <laughs> is, man. It's it's crazy because, you know, at the um Houston Lifestyle Rodeo, I felt like that was a legendary moment right there. So I can't even imagine if everybody, you know, in the industry get together and stick together and put on a real, you know, show, not, Man, you know, no fabricated be... Grammy show. Nah, for sure. I feel like it's going to happen. I feel like, and I feel like we need that just as a people, just stand up and, you know what I'm saying? And do mm -hmm. something, you know what I'm saying? For ourselves. You feel me? And yeah. I have to worry about other people dictating the culture when they really don't even... You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of it's like when you watch that shit. Sometimes you can tell, like, yeah, that person really didn't win that, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stuff like that. So I mean, it's 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 dope that he's standing out and you know what I'm saying, doing that. You feel me? Because we need it. We need it for sure. Yeah, it's way yeah. overdue too. <laughs> nah, for sure it is. It really is, and I think it said a lot when Drake willingly removed himself from the uh, from the Grammys. You know, he said, don't even put my name in the nominations. So if Drake comes through for the, the other Mob Ties brother, Drake, if he comes through for the uh, the Jay Prince show, that would definitely shift the culture. Oh, that's and, that's 100 big time. Happen. That's going to 100 percent happen. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Biggest artist, biggest rap artist in the world. Yeah. And that's guaranteed going to happen. If, if that go down and we do that, that's definitely happening for sure. That's family. Can't sure. wait to see it, man. Can't wait to oh, see yeah. a, a For Us, By Us award show. But enough about that, man. Let's get into you, dog. Uh, you got a, like we said, you got a dope single uh, in the streets right now. The Hood Hop, the Hood Hop Challenge. Um, I'm assuming produced by you because you got the drop at the beginning. So did you produce well, that song? Um, well, Hood Hop, um, actually, um, my, uh, my producer that signed to me, his name is Legendary. He actually, uh, he actually produced it. I just stepped in, you know what I'm saying, at the end. But he already pretty much had the idea, you know what I'm saying. It pretty much was already done, you know what I'm saying. I just came in at the end, you know, and just kind of do my thing. Okay. Drops and all my little extra little stuff I do, you know what I'm saying. But he already had it together, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's officially produced by Legendary, you know what I'm saying. And the boy's the truth, you feel me? You see, he gave me a hit. You mm -hmm. feel me? So shout out legendary, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Boy, y'all crazy. Yeah, we got the video playing, yeah. man. We got we got to do hey. the visuals too. Yeah, shout out to yeah. Jeff too, man. Jeff is a funny yeah. dude, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually met him at a Travis Scott event um when he was yeah, in Sunnyside. And I oh, yeah. yeah, it was my first time meeting him, man. He a cool dude, man. Hopefully you get him on the podcast too. But yeah, um, the video is dope. Check it out. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, we tried to, we really just tried to show creativity, bro, and just, um, you know what I'm saying, just give the people something that can go beyond just a street hood video. You know what I'm saying? We wanted to keep it in the middle, you know what I'm saying, and make it funny, but still capture the hood in the area I'm from. You feel what I'm saying? So we'll be able to do more things with it, you know what I'm saying, and help it reach a higher level. You know what I'm saying? Then they being like, ah, nah, it's guns everywhere, it's all this and all. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to. You feel me? Yeah. So we tried to make it fun. Show my personality. You know, we 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 fun individuals. So you know yeah. what I'm saying? This is you know this is something that I would for sure do. You feel me? Mm -hmm. No, I really enjoyed it. It was good vibes throughout the video, man. Yeah. I like the dancing. Uh, 
so what inspired the LL Cool J look you got going on here, man, with the tracksuit, the bucket hat, and the man, gold chain? Man, you what know was that was my show? idea. That was their idea. <laughs> and it worked out. It worked out. You know that was my idea. But when it came together and I saw the vision, I understood what they were trying to do. You know what I'm saying? I was 100% down with it, and I was 100% like, okay, yeah, this came together well. Like I said, it showed just different elements, just a fun element. You know what I'm saying? The street element. Um, you know, the element while I was at the dentist, just all the different stuff, the ice cream with the kids, like, you feel me? So it was just one of them things where we just tried to mix it up, mix mm -hmm. it up and let it still have that street side, but it still had that fun side. You feel me? So it all came, it came together. That That's cool because you got a lot of artists who too cool for school, man. They only want to be in the hood. They only want to look tough. And I feel like a lot of artists don't like to have fun, man. It's, it's cool. Well, it's see, it's cool to smile, man, and laugh. The problem, this is the problem. The problem is we not tough twenty four hours of the day, bro. Exactly. Like when you wake up and brush your teeth, you not brushing them hoes tough, bro. Like you get yeah, nigga, yeah, nigga, get that shit off me, nigga. Like nah, you feel what I'm saying? So it's like it's moments, yeah. It's moments where you know. Shit is on that tough end, but then there's moments where shit, you just a regular person. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like shit. That's the regular goofy side. You feel what I'm saying? At the end, you see that's my acting side. Nigga, I can act too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put me in a movie. I'ma show you. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought I'm one of the ones from the hood that's actually talented. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I can do all that too. We ain't gotta we ain't just gotta talk streets. We can you feel me? Yeah. We can be movie stars too. Yeah, I thought it was cool that you played um, Smokey from Friday part instead of the Debo part because a lot of a lot of niggas try to play Debo, man. Like they just going around the hood and shit. It's cool to have some fun, man. Like I said, everybody be sitting up here acting too tough. It's like, come on, man. Like, nah, for real. I rather I rather be in Chris Tucker. I rather be Chris Tucker or somebody like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that had them memorable moments forever, like. Yeah. Somebody you can sit there and laugh and have and have fun with, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's nah, just I me. I feel you. Like I said, it was a good video, good vibe. I gotta ask you though, because when I heard the name Hood Hop, of course, my mind went to the Jaquan song. <laughs> so who who do you think has a better Hood Hop song? You or Jaquan? Well, I'll tell you this. I 100% feel like my record is better. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. But I mean, obviously, you know what I'm saying? At this point, you know what I'm saying? His record has gotten farther. You know, we just started our campaign for this record. You know what I'm saying? So his record at this point, his record obviously is the bigger record. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna blow his out the water. <laughs> no disrespect though. You know what I'm saying? Cause I respect, I know, listen, it's hard. You know how it's hard to get in this business. It's hard to be successful in this business. You know what I'm saying? So I respect what they did. You know what I'm saying? And how, and you know, in the career that they built off of that. You know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, yeah, we we coming for the, you know, we coming for the hood hop title. Yeah, hop you title, know what okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I want to ask you about the, the vibe in Houston when it comes to the music, because I'm I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I want to know the vibe. What's the vibe like for, um, Houston artists because sometimes I run into a lot of people who say, oh, we ain't sticking together, blah, 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 blah. But then I run into other people saying, hey, I think the vibe is pretty good. We connected. So well, what's the vibe what like is. for you? This is what it is. 
we all we all are cool we all came up together like we all when you think of b king dj chose june jane like we all was poor we all was poor together we all was you know the typical shit sleeping in your car going to the studios with each other working with each other and still to this day we all still have each other number we all still you know what i'm saying get together when we can but the scene bro the scene to me honestly i feel like we all we all are together but we all are disconnected to a certain extent but it's not because we want to be it's just all because like you know june might be in la right now i just seen he was out there working with the game and all the different people you know what i'm saying i'm i'm in atlanta working with who i'm working with uh you know uh b kings he going crazy he having two three shows every week everywhere like everybody's everywhere doing their thing this is what we asked for so it's not that we not disconnected now i just feel like the lower level that's under us they not disconnected either that's probably who's saying it but the problem is they don't have nobody on the level they don't have like people that's on our level that's bringing them up like they just they just down there trying to figure it out they ain't figured it out yet so they feel like it's disconnected but it ain't disconnected it's it's a formula to this and when, and when you learn the formula when you understand you got somebody on your team that understand the formula and and y'all got things in order for money and relations and everything to move forward and get bigger then it's gonna happen but mm. your stars gotta align they just they stars are just not ready to align yet so they feel like it's disconnected because they feel like maybe you know everybody's supposed to yeah. pick them out yeah. of yeah. five thousand rappers we supposed to pick them to help mm-hmm. that's how people feel yeah. you know what i'm saying so it's like that's why they feel that way yeah, I think that's the problem, man. I, um, and it's not just here; it's everywhere. We had that same yeah. conversation in Cleveland. It's the same problem everywhere. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, and it's always the low. You know, no disrespect to the lower levels, but you know, like you got to kind of work your way up there. You got to learn how to network. And I ain't talking about just say, "Hey, how you doing?" That's that's not networking. I'm talking about helping other people. You know. Sometimes you got to work for free. I, I got into radio um, like 10 years ago, and I had to work for free a lot, man. And that helped Look, me I'm get gonna up I'm where I'm at I'm going to tell you the now. realest stuff ever. I'm going to tell you the realest stuff ever. When we were like, when we was like, you know, about three, about three, four years, when we was really coming up, I'm talking about like where it didn't all the way just happen for us yet. We was all, we was always with each other. We was always... We was connected, like all the same guys doing the thing that we was connected. But I mean, we didn't have money and all that stuff to to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we was connected, but we we can't say that we that that we disconnected just because we wasn't on. Nah, we got to get you got to get to a certain point before that can happen for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Certain things that got to be in place. You know what I'm saying? Are you spending? You know what I'm saying? Do you really have a budget to spend money? You know what I'm saying? Do you have do you have a budget to travel and hit these different places? And come see y'all and go see charisma in la and go you know what i'm saying like yeah do you have all that stuff together because if you don't have that stuff together then what are you talking about yeah nobody gonna do nothing for free <laughs> let's yeah, be real you're not man. disconnected you just not you're not ready yet <laughs> exactly you haven't you haven't built the team around you that's prepared in, in all ways to go to the next level mm-hmm, exactly. we were just a whole bunch of you know what i'm saying we we're just a whole bunch of guys that we was working we was all connected. We just didn't blow. But we never said that we wasn't connected. Like yeah. us, our our generation is right above like the ones that's still trying to figure it out. We never said that. We never was running around saying we just was grinding. 
Mm-hmm. We was grinding, just doing what we loved, and we knew eventually somebody was gonna come along that can help us. You know what I'm saying? But we never was like we disconnected, nah, because we all was together. All of them are together now. They yeah. just, they just ain't figured it out yet. The formula. Yeah, pe- people think just because you get on that you got to bring everybody with you, and you it don't do work. That. You can't you do can't. that. Yeah, it don't work like that because if you get yeah. on, if you get on right now, you in a position to help somebody. Are you gonna go help a random person just because they feel like that it's, they a good you. rapper? Thank you. Yes, <laughs> that one that well, never. If I'm gonna do that, that ne- I'm gonna help my partner. Yeah, that never made sense. And then you know you get stuff like, oh, he only helping. It's on. It's a circle. Like of course. Like I want to yeah. help my circle. What are you talking about? I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never understood that, man. You know what I'm <laughs> like it's people right now. It's people right now that you're not helping. That you could probably help. Mm-hmm. You feel yep. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you can't say that because it's people right now. It's people right now that yeah that I could possibly help. That don't mean that I'm not that I'm that I'm not doing my part with helping the city or helping people because I help a lot of people. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a it's a hundred people mm-hmm. and counting that I help every day. You feel what I'm saying? Just yeah. because you're not a hundred and one. Um. You yeah. Feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And what that's I that's t- not fair. Yeah, and what I tell people, um, if you're not in that circle and you're trying to get up there, you got to talk to these people. You got to look out for these people. You got to, you know, build a relationship. They don't want to grind for it. Yeah, you got to build a relationship, man. I had to build a relationship in radio just to kind of get where I met, and it helped me because it's like, damn, like I remember he he ain't even have nothing. And now I know how hard this guy worked, so let me bring him on. You got to do that. They wouldn't have did that if they ain't know me. Exactly. So. They don't want the relationship. They just want you to just do. They just feel like you're supposed to do Look something out. for them just because they say that they're a good artist. Yeah, yeah, I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm Tilly. I'm the hottest. I'm the hottest. And they feel like you're just supposed to do. It. And if you don't, then you feel what I'm saying. So it's like, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. I at this point, I ignore that stuff. Yeah. I ignore that stuff. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, you got I don't to. Even let it mess up my energy. Mm-hmm. I do what I can to encourage and try to help and get them the advice. I try to get a game. The best I can and encourage them, you know what I'm saying. But I can only do so much. I, you know, I'm still trying to get on myself. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. You want me to stop my career and then just put my energy in you and let you go, and then I sit here. Mm-hmm. I'm confused. And that's and that's how a lot of people got burnt, man. A lot of people they they put their energy into somebody that just got the talent and they don't even know them. They take off and then they like peace. <laughs> Like I, I got where I need to go, so I don't need you now. <laughs> or they spend their money, and the person, the person got talent, but they don't have no worth there. So now they wasted their money. Yeah, on don't. somebody that they don't even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Or somebody that ain't, ain't you're not. That's not a friend. That's not a partner. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. Nothing to you. Yep, I seen that too many times. <laughs> you feel me? Mm-hmm. To but, be fair, um, though, like there, there, there's some complaints I've heard that people seem like there's a lot of envy. There's a lot of you don't want to see somebody else shine. I've even heard this. I, we had an interview with DJ Chose a few years ago, and he basically explained that he felt like he had to leave Houston to really get to the level he was at because, you know, there's a lot of there's set tripping here. People won't mess with you if you certain you claim a certain thing or uh, oh, some people don't want to see you shine in a certain way. So do you think there's any truth to that? Now, this is this is what it is. Chose is absolutely right. 
uh, as far as when you're talking about having to leave and go work and grind because at the end of the day why would you stay somewhere that we don't have like we don't have major label offices we don't have you don't youtube don't have no office here shazam like we don't have none of that you know what i'm saying so it's mm -hmm. like yeah you have to go leave because the people that can help change your life they're they're in la they're in new york they, they these different places you know what i'm saying it's like we can't be mad at our city you know what i'm saying because at the end of the day we don't have anybody that's really that's on that level that wants to do that that's on that level that still lives here like that you know what i'm saying we we got like the ogs like jay jay and them but you gotta understand you know what i'm saying jay older jay into into all so much stuff you know what i'm saying he got so much stuff going on businesses all type of stuff you feel me like you have to really you have you got to really 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 impress him for him to stop doing all this stuff and making all these amazing moves with all these great boxes and all this stuff and for him to get to stop what he's doing and go come back to that mm -hmm. you feel what i'm saying yeah. so it's like it's just one of them things you know what i'm saying like yeah you gotta yeah how how you expect to get signed to interscope or universal or or get you a deal or just even if it's not even if it's independently whatever get you some traction you gotta move around it didn't matter people from la and all these different places they still move around you gotta move around and grind and work so toes is absolutely right about that but i don't feel like it has nothing to do with set tripping and all that type of stuff because that stuff is everywhere it don't matter where you go unless you go into montana <laughs> and it might be some gangsters out there. Yeah, it's gangsters everywhere. Montana, I'm sure. <laughs> you feel me? It's gangsters everywhere. I don't care where you at. Mm -hmm. So that that's my point. That's my point, bro. It's 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 like you gotta get up, grind, and make people believe us every day, no matter where you live, bro. You know what I'm saying? Even if you, your your city by itself, it can't get you where you're trying to get anyway. Yeah. You need everybody, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna find that one million just in your city to make you go platinum. They buy your shit. Yeah, it's not happening. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That million is scattered everywhere. You gotta find that within. You know what I'm saying? You gotta grind. Yeah. So he did the right thing. You know what I'm saying? But I think he probably just felt a certain way because it's it's probably personal thing. That's probably personal things. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But when but I feel like when you speak in the mass. When you're talking about the mass, man, you got to get out here and grind. It don't matter where you at. Everybody feel everybody saying the same thing. When I go to Atlanta, I swear to God, people always say, man, I want to go move to Atlanta because, you know what I'm saying, everybody help each other out there. That's what they say. I go to Atlanta and I ask the artists out there and they be like, nah, it don't be like that. <laughs> it's oversaturated with rappers and singers and all that. And it ain't like that. Mm -hmm. They screaming the same thing we screaming. Yep. So it's like that's the that's the whole point, man. You gotta get out here and work, bro. You gotta grind. Mm -hmm. Now I feel you, man. And yeah, people do. I think because I heard people in Atlanta say the same thing about Houston too. You know how yeah. we're all together and we say the same thing. You know, hey, I wish I was in Atlanta because they they actually work together. Yeah, I've heard the same complaints everywhere. But uh, I, I did notice, man, you've worked with some legendary OGs. Oh, yeah. uh, you work with the Devin the Dude, great song you did with him. I see you work with Zero, a whole lot of legends, man. So, what's been your experience with that? Have you always felt like the OGs really, you know, support new artists and supported you on your journey up? Yeah. Like I'm gonna tell you one thing. I'm gonna tell you one thing about about them. They are super. They are super supportive. Like I can't. I I never let nobody try to say that they don't support 
um you know what i'm saying i've seen now you got to get out here and work and grind they're not gonna they not just randomly just find some random guy yeah yeah and start posting them and doing songs with them and all that stuff nah you have to work but if you work and you grinding and you're showing you see what i'm saying you're showing growth and you're showing elevation they're going to embrace you they always have there's not one artist that was doing anything in this city that started doing they that started doing anything that started showing improvement that start you know what i'm saying showing growth with these you walk in these clubs the these uh the djs are saying their name all this stuff and they not embrace them it ain't one that ain't never did that so it's like i can't let nobody say that they don't because they do slim thug for sure yeah the number no, one definitely you'll get some traction you get you get any type of traction i done seen him do it with with the sauce movement my move i seen do with everybody movement he'll come and get on a song with us or put us on a I've been on every since I started doing my thing. I've been on every Slim Thug album that it came out. Probably now I didn't been on at least a hook. If it wasn't a beat, he actually put me on his song. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, man, them dudes is real supportive. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have conversations with Bun B. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even all the way. I'm not even close to where, where I'm going. What I'm trying to achieve. But you got people like Bun B. They'll see me working and he believes so much. That me and him had then had conversations where we where we would text and he didn't like vouch for me and got me involved in some some stuff that I can't believe, like crazy stuff. Like I don't even want to talk about it, but just like crazy stuff. Like I'm just like, man, I'm just so thankful that he would even do that. You know what I'm saying? BT type stuff, like all kind of crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? So like them guys, when they, if they see you working, they see you see, they see that you really trying to move. Forward, bro they 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 will help bro they will help they will reach out they'll do all that but they just not about to just do it if you not yeah you know what I mean? yeah makes sense mm-hmm. no nah, i feel you but yeah shout out to slim thug and bumby yeah they're definitely ones who always help you know a, oh, a yeah. lot of artists i never heard of until i heard them on a slim thug joint to be honest man and i'm like that <laughs> made me fans of them hey so that was one of the ones bro yep Slim was one of the ones for real. Mm -hmm. No, for sure, man. For sure. Sure, sure. Uh, so let's rewind a bit, man. Let's get into your journey in music and and kind of get into when you started and how you started, dogs. I, I do want to hear your story, man. So, at, at what point did you decide to choose a rap career and, and like when did you really start getting into rap heavy? Man, this man, listen. This is the craziest story ever, bro. It's the craziest story. Ever. I started off. Um, I started off uh like trying to di trying to dibble and dabble with the producing and DJing. Um, the DJing kind of came along because uh me and like uh my manager, he's like he been like my best friend since we was like high school. This is like twenty plus years. You feel what I'm saying? So, um, it's crazy because I learned how to DJ just to lower expenses. Like because we were throwing parties so now we don't now we're not paying nobody now i'm djing we promoting i'm djing and at the end of the night we just taking the money and doing our thing feel me we 18 with full suits on throwing 21 and up parties you feel <laughs> what I'm saying? we can't even drink Damn. you feel what i'm saying so it's like yeah like it's crazy so like that's kind of how i started off then i kind of um you know i started producing i started getting kind of good you know what i'm saying I sat back for about two, three years and just was making beats every day. I made like 30 beats a day, 30, 35 beats a day until I got good, good, good. 
then got to a point where I started producing. Um, you know, I started, you know, just trying to produce uh people in the city, but like the older, like the rappers, like the slims, all that I couldn't get beats in them. They wouldn't get on, they wouldn't get on my beats. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, look, what can I do? What can I do to really get this going? So what I did is I kind of went into like the whole DJ Caddy thing. I started putting my own records together. I took over the streets. Anybody that was a rapper in this city, I made sure you had 10, 15 beats for me. Like I don't I was giving away for $10. <laughs> I give one a BCD, a BCD, $10 BB, 10 beats on there. Give me a hundred dollars. You can have them. Mm. Like I'm talking about, I didn't care. Like, you feel what I'm saying? So like that was the type of stuff we was doing, bro. We was doing whatever we had to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you didn't have the money, I was giving, we'll give it to you for free. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Just because I wanted to, my my idea was if somebody next, other than these OGs blow, the next person that blow, I'm going to be a part of it. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? They might not let me in, but I'm going to make sure that if anybody else come out this city, it don't matter who it is, I'm going to be a part of it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so enough, any movement that came out the city from the, from the sauce movie, uh true sammy dice soho movement uh, anybody movement that came out this city i was a part of the only person that i had that i never had a chance to work with to recently me and him went on the link together was maxo mm, and maxo's okay. actually from you know he's not he's from his hood is not too far away from my hood but that's like the only person that i had never really worked with until we both kind of got home mm. you know what i'm saying but that's kind of how i did it you know i couldn't get nobody on my beats so i was like man i'm gonna do my i'm gonna put my own records together Put my own records together. I started dropping records. You know what I'm saying? I started hitting the radio a little bit. I'm getting spins, you know, within the city. I'm I'm building buzz. I get ready to drop my first mixtape. My whole team, everybody like, man, you need to make a song, bro. You helping everybody else making these songs. Uh, you need to make your own music, bro. You really hard in everybody. So I told him, I was like, all right, forget it. I'm gonna make one, I'm gonna make one song. If it works, then I'm gonna keep going. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I created off the lot. Uh, with the homie Rizzo, you know mm. what I'm saying, and then a couple months later, that was it. So that was the first song you ever did. I made two records: a record called "How We Do" and "Off the Lot." "How We Do" was the record that I really liked. I felt like it was more of my vibe. And when I put it out, you know, I was already a DJ and I already had great relationships with everybody. So once I dropped. It caught. Mm. It was planted in the clubs. Uh, it was playing on the radio. You know what I'm saying? Two, at least like two, three times a day. It, it was doing its thing. And then the cottages got a hold of off the lot. Mm. And then I, I say about two months later, after I dropped that tape, it was over. Hmm. <laughs> it was over. That's all they played. That's all they wanted to hear. So those are literally my first two songs I ever made. Damn. So like you know, what I'm so my first song as an artist. It blew regionally. You know, so that was my first time ever trying to really do a song. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of, I ain't going to say I got forced into it because I never thought I was going to really actually be an artist. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. It kind of just, I kind of got forced into it. Because, I mean, what do you do when you getting phone calls? Hey, uh, <laughs> how much you charge us to come perform? Uh, uh, well, we'll give you $3,000. <laughs> come right now yeah all right we on the way yeah you feel what i'm saying like mm -hmm. i'm you know i damn they got forced into it 
You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, I kept, I just kept making songs, kept making records. You know what I'm saying? I ended up getting a deal. Um, Kirko Bangs, uh, I ended up going on tour with Kirko as his DJ. Okay. And um, they kind of started believing in the record and stepped in uh, to try to help us. You know what I'm saying? Take it up a notch. So that's what kind of kept it going. Next thing you know, I'm creating full albums. Um, you know what I'm saying? And then next thing you know, like I'm a full, full artist and it's going down. Dang. You know what I'm saying? So now you look up five years later, you know what I'm saying? And I'm doing my thing. You feel me? So it's a blessing. You know what I'm saying? Now we at this point where, you know what I'm saying, we're able to really take it worldwide. Mm. You feel me? We're about mm. to really, you know what I'm saying, take over this thing. You feel me? Be one of the biggest names. So I got that shot now. So we about to do it. <laughs> Yeah. So you you know, you're a DJ and um you from Houston. When yep. did you see the switch of how Houston style is? Because, you know, everybody that's not from Houston, they think of Houston as chopped and screwed, that type of thing. But I feel like um Houston music have a whole different vibe now with B King, with you, with DJ Chose. It's it's kind of a similar Houston style. Like I could tell that it's not from Atlanta. Because a lot of people, they quit to yeah. say, oh, that's Atlanta sound. But I can hear Houston yeah. in y'all music, man. So I'm going to tell you what's crazy. When did that style switch? I'm going to tell you what's crazy. The sound switched a couple times. Like, first, you know, the OGs, they had they had they wave of how it went. Then um, Kirko came. And Kirko, with that drink in my cup stuff, he... He did something different. That was that was that was different. Mm. And then here comes uh here come Chose, June James, and B King. They changed it to like man, like like the like I don't know, it was just this party, it was just this party wave. Everybody wanted to do that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then I came and I and I changed the whole thing. I I, I brought it back to being melodic. Mm. I brought the melodic. I brought the melodic back. Now, we here now. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's impressive, that's man. And uh, who who are your influences when you first started? You know, decided that you were gonna rap. Like, who did you kind of model your style after? I know you know you you definitely didn't copy nobody. But who were your influences uh, when you started to rap more and actually you know form your own style? Um, Big Mo and, and and Drake. Okay. <laughs> those, those those they kind of um. That's kind of in a nutshell, the kind of um. Kind of my influences and kind of like uh. You know who are like, my favorite artists. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mo, just my opinion, he was the first Drake. You know what I'm saying? He just, you know, he, he just obviously couldn't rap as good as Drake. Drake is like one of the greatest rappers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Other than like the Jay-Z's and the Wayne's. You know what I'm saying? He wanted them. So, of course, his rapping is like on a whole nother level. But as far as the, the melodic rap, he's the first person I heard do it. You know what I'm saying? Just growing up. So that was one of the things um I kind of fell in love with. You know what I'm saying? When Drake came, man, he just took, he took that sing rap just to a whole nother level. I mean, you know, you had people in between that. Just I'm just speaking for my city. You had yeah. people in between that, like you know, Zero, or uh, Trey did it, Kirko did it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, like Mo was like that first one that did it, and it was like cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. then 
Drake, that's just he's just like the ultimate artist to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like that's who I compare myself to the most because I'm one of them where I make all styles of music. You feel what I'm saying? But the only difference is I just feel like, you know, I produce, I DJ, I do, you know, a couple more things, but it all even out because he can rap better than me. I get I can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't, you feel what I'm saying? He rap, I can't even, you know, I ain't even gonna put myself, I ain't even gonna do that. Yeah, you, you, you on the way, man. You on I'm the way. I'm on the way, I'm doing my thing. <laughs> but no, you I can't do sing better than me, though. Oh, whoa, 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 really? Ain't seen better than me. Okay, okay, but okay. He can rap better than me. So you know. <laughs> okay, okay. That's I'm my sure guy. You. That's my guy, though. That's my guy. Like that's <laughs> man. It's it's so it's so so much good vibes, bro. Like so much good vibes when we around. We was just recently um vibing and talking about basketball. How uh like actually like yesterday. Mm. Uh, when he come back to the city, we all gonna go hoop and stuff. Like that's. That's my guy. His whole team, shout out the whole team, the whole OVO, CJ Auto, them, them the guys for sure. Okay. No, definitely. Now we got to see y'all because I saw a clip from uh, I think it was making the band when uh, Diddy had like a R and B face off between these groups of singers who were singing <laughs> at each other. Y'all got to recreate that. Y'all got to have a sing off. Look, let me do a song for Let us do a song for <laughs> We working on trying we working on trying to knock some stuff out together right now. Okay. So, okay. You know what I'm saying? Can't we might get on the that. same song and do like a record where we both singing. Give it to you, like that. So, yeah, we got to have some kind of battle with that, man. But that's dope. That's dope. It's good to see Drake giving love too, man. So always man, man. always Ma- amazing, man. Amazing guy, bro. Like that's that's my God for real, bro. For real. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's good because I feel like, and I've said it too a few times, that there are a few people, artists in the game, who definitely jacked the Houston sound but didn't really give Houston artists the love for that. And, and Drake is one of the exceptions, man. He's always giving love. But, I, but, but I'm going to tell you, see, Drake has more more than an exception because, see, Drake, didn't he didn't jack our sound. He, he embraced it. And showed yeah. us love, you feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and 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 did it the right way. And he come out there and he, and he come out there and hang with us, and just you know what I'm saying, just throw parties with us and just come bowling with us, and like he be a real nigga. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, nah, he he one of the ones where it's like, man, he he can do whatever he want. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? No, I'm I gonna agree. do some more. Take some more of them samples. Do them all. Do all them motherfuckers. Like, do, you feel me? Like, it's love. It's, it's it's love because, man, he do some real shit, bro. Like, you gotta understand. Like, I'm telling. Like, I literally just sit down at the bar with this man and just literally have conversations, laughing, watching the game. Man. You know what I'm saying? Drinking together, just talking shit, bro. Just whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like all that shit, bro. Like. Yeah, nigga, like he do it, he do it the right way, bro. Like he get, he get, he get, he get people they flowers, bro. Yeah, like he don't sit there and act like they, ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the way he's supposed to do it. You know what I'm saying? That's the way, you know what I'm saying? I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? And get back and and get that same vibe and that same energy. You know what I'm saying? To the ones become before me, because trust me, I'm about to be sampling some of their music too soon. <laughs> Y'all get ready for that, yeah. and it's going down. You feel? <laughs> We're waiting for that, man. We're waiting for that, dog. Um, so we want to. We don't want to hold you up too long, man. But I do have a few more questions. Uh, I, I I can't let you go without asking you this, man. Uh, 
Here what's go. going on? What's going on on the cover of Young Legend Three? <laughs> hey, hey that's, you, that's, hey, that's me getting my Michael Jackson on, man. Y'all gotta respect that. <laughs> hey, I gotta respect that. Come on, man. That's the greatest of all time, right there. Dog. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I, that's me getting my mic on, bro. Like, you feel me? Like, ain't nobody ever seen nobody do that. <laughs> I'm telling you. Now I have to ask for people. You gotta look up this cover, but dog, you look like you was hitting uh, the most intense note ever, and <laughs> you you in boxers and some 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 shoes and some hot socks, man. I I, I have to ask you what was the inspiration for that, dog. But man. I thought it was clean, but I had to ask you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was that was me just trying to be different, bro. Just trying to be different, and um. You know what I'm saying? Just give the people something where when they look at it, it caught their eye. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just like, man, what is he doing? Or <laughs> is that the Michael Jackson post? I was just trying to, you know, just be different, bro. Just trying to find, you know, a different way to approach it, you know? No, nah, I feel you, man. I feel you. I, I had to ask, but no, nah, I, I, oh, sure. I, I, I liked it. But it, it, it was very creative, but I had to ask, man. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Every, trust me, I get that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I get that all the time. Man. Some people like, look, I always thought the Lil Flip Leprechaun cover was fine, dog. Like, I understood what he was trying to do. That that cover yeah. gets clowned all the time. I appreciate creativity, man. Yeah, it's for easy sure. for somebody to pose in front of a car or, or get some girls and do an album cover. I appreciate creativity, man. Yeah, That's I ain't trying to do none of that. And then, and then even like with my <laughs> videos, look. I got this record called Chosen One that's on my tape that's coming out. Mm. And the video I shot, I'm directing, I'm like orchestrating an orchestra. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's real cinematic. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've never seen a rapper do that. And I'm sitting there doing it and I'm and I'm, and I'm rapping it. And I'm just like, it's going to be dope. So it's like, when, when people see that, you'll see like, okay, he really trying to, he really trying to do some things to solidify him is like, oh yeah, he here. Mm-hmm. He not just here making a little some, make a little dance, and then if he don't come up with another one fast enough, his career over. Nah, yeah. like this guy really coming with some real solid foundational type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and people, people, artists like that last, man. That's the one thing oh, I like yeah. about artists like that. Like step outside your comfort zone, do something different. And you yeah. you'll be around for a long time. No, nah, absolutely. You know, all the um the whole everybody that was in the orchestra, they all thought I was a conservative. They was like, How many um <laughs> operas have you done? And I'm like, None. <laughs> they said, Oh my god, you look so good. They thought they thought I was really like an instructor. Oh, wow. I'm like, hit that mother. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm hit that mother for real. I'm telling you. No, that's hilarious, man. Uh, can't wait for that, dog. Can't wait for your, yeah. your new projects and uh, albums coming out. So when can we expect the next uh, DJ XO single? When's the album coming? Like, when, when is the new music coming from you, man? Um, well, the um, I think we're going to drop uh, another single. We're going to drop one more single before we um, put the tape out. Um, so um, probably in the next, like, couple months, we're going to give you all another record. Okay. Um, and then after that, um, I think the tape is going to come out in June. 
on my birthday. My birthday is in June. And that's usually okay. when we uh drop like projects for me, mixtapes or just whatever. It's usually around my birthday because mm. we just kind of use the whole the release, my birthday. Bring all all my celebrity friends. We're gonna bring everybody out one time. You talk okay. all together one nope. time. Everybody's schedules be messed up. Yeah. Look, we're gonna do this one time. <laughs> birthday, album, get it out the way. Everybody go back home to their families. You feel me? <laughs> Yeah, just don't forget oh. our invite, man. We we here, come on, man. Come on out here. I'm getting everybody drunk. If you drunk, if you drunk, everybody get drunk. I'm down, man. I'm down, man. Let's do it for sure. Now, looking forward to it, man. And what's the new tape gonna be called? Uh, Big Dreams. Okay. Big Dreams. Okay. Yeah, Big Dreams. Can you Big say who who's on it? Um, I got uh. I had to I had to put Slim Thug on it. That's my guy. Of course. He supported me from the jump for real, bro. Like he jumped off the porch. You feel me? So I got Slim Thug on there. Um Lil Key, Trey Songs, Fujiano. Yeah. Um I think those are features. I got a couple more features that I did for the tape, but I think we're gonna hold those records. No. I might even hold the Trey Songs, because see that's ladies. Okay. I don't know if they're ready for that now. <laughs> I don't know if they prepared. That's one of them. Well, I'm talking about yacht, shirt off. Okay. Two light skin guys, you might lose your lady. You feel what I'm saying? Okay. I can't promise she going home with you. That's all I'm saying. Damn, Mr. Steal Your Girl Times too, man. Why y'all always yeah. got to take off? What, dog? Y'all got enough women, okay? Why y'all always got to go I'm, after see, our girls girl. and songs your and music? You know what I'm saying? Mr. Steal Your Lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here now. They didn't, they didn't let me in. <laughs> that was the worst thing they could have did. I'm telling you what, you about to see. Yeah, I just want to know really? why, 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 why y'all saying is can't just leave our girl alone, man. Y'all, y'all got all these single women. Why y'all got to go after this? I ain't gonna man, take okay? it, girl, man. I ain't gonna take it, girl. See, <laughs> this is the problem. Big girls be lying to us too. Y'all think we don't fair get enough, off? Fair yeah. enough. Y'all, yeah, they be choosing to. Fair man, enough. You know them girls be that getting drunk, all in the sex and trying to act like yeah. sliding their rings off and shit. <laughs> <laughs> And they oh my god, yeah, that's crazy! Now, you know, <laughs> I feel you. Nah, they be choosing too. You right, man. You, you know right. they be choosing too. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Uh, so, when are you performing, that dog? Like, can people see you live anytime soon? Like, you doing any shows lately? What's going on with that? Oh man, it's crazy. I just, I just had a show. I was booked in Arizona um Sunday. I was booked in Arizona like two days ago. Mm. And man, and the the energy, the energy, and um, just how they received the record was just crazy. But like, they knew they knew it word for word. You know what man. I'm saying? They just gave me like I like I enjoyed it. Man. Right, right down up in Scottsdale. Damn. So it was, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, cool. I, I wish I could have went to your damn show in Cleveland, man. I seen you was in Cleveland. I'm like, damn, that oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was actually shocked. Yeah. I'm like, damn, he up in Cleveland. I'm like, damn. Man, yeah. we working, bro. We yeah, working. That's... Like we been, you gotta remember, we been putting in work for so long, bro. So long, like just really, just really building and building these relationships, bro. Just you know, building with the DJs and the people and all this stuff. And these people, they didn't see me nine, 10, 11, 12 times. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Every time I go on tour, I've been on like seven tours. Every time I go on tour, I make sure I hit the streets, I hit the clubs, I link with the DJs, all that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So they didn't see me all these years. Um, 
So I got good relations with these guys. We talk all the time. I link with them all the time. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We we chop it up. We part on Instagram. So when I come back out there, and now it's at this level, it's not the highest high. It's not the highest level that we going, but it's that level right there. Everybody, yeah. they ready. They ready to see us do it. They ready to support. They ready to be down because we built a real foundation. Yeah. This is this is what this is what these these rappers that want the handouts not doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep, and that's why I mentioned earlier, man, building relationships. A lot of people don't know how to do that, and you just got to yeah, really gotta build, build relationships. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> now nah, you're right, man. So tell the people how they can participate in the uh, uh, the Hood Hop Challenge, yeah. man. Like, how do they get in on I'm, that? I ain't going to lie. I might have to throw a verse on there, man. I see it. Yes. I see I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> the final two battle tomorrow. Oh man. Woo. Man, we had like 60 something people. Okay. It's all hey. down to two left. Okay, so it's already like in a championship. Okay. It's the championship is tomorrow. We got the big five thousand dollar dollar check. Man. Who won it? <laughs> man. Who won it? <laughs> so so how do so how did it go? Um do uh, so somebody record one verse on it and then people vote. How how did that work? How did you do that? So, so what we did is you do your verse, right? Say, say, say both of y'all are battling. I got both of y'all hood hop videos. I put that in the slide with a fly with y'all face, right? Your facial video, facial video. And let everybody they go to my story and vote. So we do a poll. Mm. It's either you or you. They gotta pick, and you see the numbers. Mm. You see the numbers, it's running up. You can see the votes. Who get the most votes? You look up, you got 700 votes. He got 800 votes. He win. I'm talking about, I seen somebody lose by one vote. Oh, we didn't man. See, we didn't see oh, it be like 299 and the other person got 300. Man. But the percentages both showing 50 50 because mm-hmm. that's really like 50 50. So yeah. we have to, we got to screenshot it and show that this person lost by one. Yeah. Damn. And then we got to post it and show them the number so they can see, like, because. Because it's really showing the percentages. It's really showing like this person got fifty percent of the votes. This person got forty eight, and it be going back and forth depending on who get the most votes. Mm. So we didn't have calls where it's like 50-50. And I'm talking about we literally got a screenshot it and show the people because they looking like it's a tie. Nah, it ain't a tie. Yeah. But it's so close that we gotta post this so y'all can see. Because if not, y'all gonna think we cheating. Yeah. You know. What <laughs> I'm so it is, man. It's a lot of fun. Like tomorrow gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Okay, so make sure y'all tune in. It's gonna be on Instagram, right? Yeah, on Instagram, on my uh, on my IG, on my story. You're gonna be able to go on there and vote. And hey, all you gotta do is listen to them. It's gonna take 15 seconds, 20 seconds out your day. Whoever the hardest, yeah, give them give them the vote. Mm-hmm. Okay, you y'all make chance, sure y'all you stay tuned. To to win five thousand. <laughs> make sure y'all stay tuned, man. Make sure y'all follow that man XO No Sleep if you ain't already on instagram also xo no sleep on twitter mm-hmm. uh make sure y'all follow that man man he's doing big things in h town definitely an artist <laughs> keep your eye on hood mm-hmm. hop run the streams up man it's on youtube the video's dope song is dope and he's got much more coming down the pipeline yeah. soon you gotta tweet a little more man <laughs> i just followed you on twitter i'm like damn this- I, gotta, I don't be on it i'm, I'm be real <laughs> man i ain't been on twitter in about three years i'm, I'm just gonna get back on it because you said so i'm gonna get back on it bro i'll be in this pool man 
I see, man. I'm in the pool, man. Damn. I'll be in the pool, man. Damn. I got it, Joe. I got you, though. It's time to be a rapper. It's time to be a yeah, rapper. Yeah, man. <laughs> Listen, make sure y'all Shazam my song, man. I need everybody to, I need everybody to Shazam. Hood Hot, bro. Featuring Fujiano. Shazam the song. I need y'all. Let's, let's make this the number one song in the country. Yes, sir. I'm yeah, down, I heard man. the man. Shazam the song, Hood Hop, right now, y'all. Uh, great artist from H-Town. Good vibes, man. I, I, I like this interview, man. I liked it a lot. I appreciate yeah. it. Good, real, yeah, man. Real, real. We got to get you in studio one day. We in the same building sure. as 97.9 The Box, so we on the other side. Oh, yeah. we, work, we work for Sports Radio 610, so. <laughs> okay. So. Okay, yeah. Let me know, man. We always down, bro. This is what we do. We going to pull up and show the love because we, you know, we want the love back. You feel me? We're going to help each other. That's how you do it. For sure. Nah, we, we appreciate that vibe, man. It's been definitely much needed in the city. So, nah, glad, good to have you on, man. Enjoy the talk. Make sure y'all Shazam, Hood Hop, right now. Uh, make sure y'all keep him in your uh, playlist, man. He's got a lot, like we said, very creative dude. Uh, doing, doing it different, but a good different. So make sure y'all check out his music, man. Very dope. Uh, and, and yeah, man, it really enjoyed having you on. Really appreciated it and hope to do it again in the future, dog. For sure. I'll phone call away. It's all love. <laughs> Hey, it's Figgy Fig, and I got to tell you guys about Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness. I've been having some serious lower back and neck issues over the past few years, and finally, I decided to get a check out with Dr. Pittman. Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness specializes in neck and back pain, muscle and joint pain, sports injuries, auto accidents, and so much more. Don't walk around in pain like I was. Schedule your appointment with Dr. Pittman today. 346-774-2887. That's 346-774-2887. Or you can schedule online at PCAWellness.com PCAWellness.com and tell them Ficky Fig sent you. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, man? Anything else happened this week? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the uh, turkey leg hut trending again? Because I guess they got like a $100 deposit Oh that my you got to put down and it's non-refundable. You got to send it through Cash App and it gets counted towards your food because you know now you have to have like a hundred dollar minimum to even eat there. Oh, okay, I see. So if you want to reserve a table or whatever at Turkey Leg Hut, you got to send them a hundred bucks in Cash App. It's a goddamn restaurant, man. <laughs> hey, what the fuck? Yeah, like look, it's a restaurant. <laughs> like what the. F- like we ain't, look, man. I ain't trying to compare other restaurants and all that shit, but this ain't fuck. Like, do State Forty Eight have you do that? <laughs> Send sure something not. cash app and all this other bullshit. It's, it's getting ridiculous, man. And I I tell people all the time because oh I, I know a lot of people that be coming in and out of Houston and they be like oh what to do here and what restaurants. I always tell people, man, if 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 a place got hookah <laughs> there. You might want to stay if it's a black owned place with hookah, you might want to stay away, man. Because yeah. the line's gonna be long, the price is gonna be ridiculous, and it's gonna be a long ass wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they already were trending when they got that dress code and and then had the hundred dollar deposit. Like you had to have a hundred dollar minimum to even eat there. So people were just getting there and like getting some appetizers and taking pictures. The gram, so like, look, man, 
part of me wants to say fuck them for doing this but part of me is also like i'm sure they dealt with a lot of bullshit to get here yeah it wouldn't just they decided one day hey let's get everybody mad at us yeah i'm sure there's a lot of ignorant shit that happened at turkey hub yeah be real and and to be honest a lot of people do come from all over the place to go there Mm -hmm. and so um that you know you probably got some people you know at the end of the day it's turkey legs so i don't understand how it's so extravagant (laughs) where it's like oh you know you got to be fully dressed in a suit to, to eat some turkey legs but you probably got some people in there that's you know that's not that, that, that ain't buying that's buying little appetizers or some shit and sitting there smoking hookah all fucking day and you know and wasting everybody's time so maybe they trying to get rid of that but still man look, look at the end of the day man they need to either open up another location and you know, try to cut the lines down or something. I don't know, but all of the a hundred dollar deposit, man, is ridiculous, man. Because like at the end of the day, it's turkey legs. <laughs> so it's just it's getting ridiculous, man. But people want to go there. <laughs> I, I say I always tell people, man, if you really want to try their food or the turkey leg, just go to the truck. Just go to the food truck, man. It ain't no point of trying to sit there and um, get a table and all that shit, man. Just mm-hmm. just go to the food truck, get what you want to get, and keep it moving. Yeah, I've seen everybody just say they're going to do that instead because it ain't worth it. But we're in a weird era, I've realized, where like regular-ass shit, at least things that used to be regular-ass shit, is now regarded as luxury, <laughs> you know? These restaurants that don't aren't really four or five star restaurants are are charging like they're five star restaurants. Yeah, you got like designer hoodies and sweatpants that cost nine hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> niggas spending five hundred plus on sneakers. <laughs> These are not luxury items. Yeah, but people are paying the, luxury prices the, to yeah. wear them to be seen to eat. And to be seen, like these are not world class chefs making this food. Okay, yeah. If Gordon Ramsay was cooking the food, maybe <laughs> I would put a hundred dollar deposit down. <laughs> but if it's some nigga I never heard of, <laughs> who yeah. probably just came out the street, yeah. like nah, man. Yeah, and and the part, I I guess the part that's a little disturbing is how um, I'm it's, it's, like you said, it's regular ass food man it's nothing it's not no well-aged steak from africa or some shit mm-hmm. like i went to one place i won't name the name uh i'll tell you after the podcast but yeah, i went okay. to a i went to a place that was kind of popular and um first of all it was hard to get i mean it was hard to get in because it, they said you know the wait time was a long long time but i'm like fuck it i could just eat outside type thing they had some seating outside um, so I ordered, I, man, I ordered, I don't know why I did this T- still to this day. I'm like, why the fuck did I order this? But I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling frisky. Let me, let me get the $40 steak. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's get the $40 steak. Let's get this. Let me get a drink. Blah, 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 blah. Man, when I tell you this steak, it was the cheapest steak I ever had in my life. Oh no. It was not a good steak at all. It was tough. Uh, it was super thin I'm like, man, it's it seemed like they just went to fucking fiesta <laughs> and, and just got a cheap ass steak. 
And I paid $40 for this, man. I'm like, no, I could have got a better steak at, at Longhorn. And, it, man, it was just bad. It was only me and my lady. And they, of course, you know they was going to do this, but they added the gratuity where I'm just like, all right. Like, the service was a little rough, and I could tell the waitress was irritated. But um, I think I think they were short-staffed. So at that point, I'm like, you know what? You having a long day, so I'm, I, you know, I can't get mad at that, man, because I'm not in your shoes. I'll probably be a little upset too. But just the service was so bad, man. I was just like, man, f- forget this. And last week, I ended up seeing uh, their po- a post of them going viral because the service was bad, and they charged like I want I, I want to say they charged like a DJ fee. <laughs> on top of the bill, which is kind of crazy. Oh, my goodness. Like, I never heard it. So this place usually have, like, a DJ or a live band or something like that perform. And um, and I guess whoever eat there at a certain time, they charge them, like, an extra 4 or $5 for the entertainment fee type thing. And so the person who was writing the post was uh, – they mentioned how um, – you know, maybe they you know they could eat before or whatever, before the time frame. I think the time frame was like seven o'clock, and so um, they ended up getting a seat at like six thirty or some shit, where they were going to uh, six o'clock or six thirty, where they was going to miss the entertainment, miss the band, and um, and they they still got charged for that. They say they say they still had to charge them even though the band wasn't even there. So I'm just like, what type of crazy shit is that, man? Like, just little little janky shit like that just ticked me off, man. And then, of course, you had people trying to, you know, defend them. Like, oh, well, you know how much it costs to get a band in and blah, blah, blah. Like, if, if, if that's the case, don't get a band. Just keep it straight food and and play some music over the speakers or some shit, man. Like, what? Like because, uh, like me, when I went there, I didn't come for the band. I came for the food. And, you know, I end up sitting in the uh, outside where I didn't even see the performance. And so I think it's kind of crazy to charge somebody, <laughs> you know, just tack on all of these charges and all that shit. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just the way they, you know, restaurants do shit nowadays. It's, it's kind of insane. And then you're not even getting the right service for it. <laughs> you know, it's really whack, too. And I don't know what you're talking about yet or what place, but it seems to be mostly black owned businesses doing shit like this man yeah i have to say and that's the wackest thing because we naturally want to support black owned restaurants and businesses but all too often i see them charging crazy prices for yeah. regular ass food like you said like for example if i go to some place like trillux or trulux however you say it seafood restaurant ain't cheap pretty mm. expensive but at least i know the food's gonna be good yeah and the service will be great yeah you know you go there they always gonna take care of you if you go to these black-owned luxury restaurants, some I'm not going to say all of them, but yeah. a lot of them, it seems, it's a toss-up, man. Yeah. You never know if the service, they going to give a shit about you. You never know if the food's going to be even good for what you're paying for it. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's too much in the air. And, like, look, man, people always want to say, well, you pay this at white restaurants. Why do you want to play this? Like, it's not the same, man. Okay, let's be real. The presentation of their food and how they cook and make and present it 
is way different from what y'all be doing, dog. Let's be real. They don't mm. cut corners and they're very professional. Like I said, I'm not all of them. There, you can go to a fine, a luxury white-owned yeah. restaurant and have a bad time too. Yeah. But in general, it just seems like a lot of these black r- luxury restaurants, owned restaurants, are just overcharging because they want to. Yeah, you know, and I think more people will like it because it's more expensive. Like we we can taste. Yeah, and we know what's good and what's not. Yeah, and I think you know the I, mean? I think the other problem is um, even like you said, it is it, people do have bad experiences at white rest at white expensive restaurants too, but mm-hmm. they don't come out and say, "Oh, well, you need." Well, it's a white-owned business, so you need to you need to support them, man. Yeah. You, you don't see nobody sitting there caping for them, like, oh, you know how much it costs to to get the food and um, the workers and blah 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 blah. It seems like it's always the excuses when it comes to you know why you wasn't pleased with a black restaurant. Yeah. And you know, like I had bad experiences everywhere, but when it's when I have a bad experience at a black restaurant, then it's like. Oh well, you know the workers work all night, and you know it was only this. And oh well, you know the band got to be paid too. But you don't hear none of that when it comes yeah, to adding on extra fees out of nowhere that they don't even mention until the bill comes, and you're yeah. like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, bad and practice. I was man. I was so pissed that night. I was still fucking hungry, man. <laughs> That's the worst feeling when you go to a restaurant, you overpay. And you still be fucking hungry, man. You gotta go to McDonald's. <laughs> you gotta or go some to shit. Whataburger or some shit, man. <laughs> and you would have been like, I could have just did this in the beginning. I could have got, yeah, and man. Been full. Yeah, so that that was the worst feeling ever, man. And and my the bill, damn near, I could have went to fucking steak forty eight with the bill, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like fuck, and the steak was not good. I was like, man, and me, like I said, I ain't, I don't want to name the the restaurant on this platform because you know I don't want to do that to other you know i don't want to do that to a black business mm-hmm. but i i told i told people often whenever they come to town i always put this restaurant on the list but i'm like hey i didn't enjoy it there because i see a lot of people mention how it's good there so i don't want to sit there and say hey it's awful but i'm like man you go here go here at your own risk <laughs> because i didn't have a good time there and, you know, the food, it'd be one thing if the food was good, but the service was shitty. But the food wasn't even good. <laughs> so, I, you know, I I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm starting to see more people speak out on this restaurant. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really unfortunate, man. Because, like I said, we want to support our own people, support black-owned restaurants and things like that. But just, I don't want to feel scammed. When I go yeah. to one, okay, and like, look, there's a lot of ones that are doing it the right way. A yeah, one hundred percent. Charge a reasonable price. Yeah. Shout out to the gre- yeah, shout out to the Greasy Spoon. I was there um, a couple yeah. weeks ago for their um, two year anniversary. Uh, I talked to the owner, and uh, shout out to Max, who, who people kept saying he looked like um, the guy from Everybody Hey Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I ch- I tried this food. Uh, the restaurant, it was a good vibe. He had a band there. Uh, he wasn't charging people uh, uh, um, entertainment fee and nothing like that. And um, like I said earlier, man, it, that place is it's like a comfort type of place where your family can go, your grandma can go, you can go right at the church type thing. So it was no hookah. So the line just went by quick. People go in, they eat, they talk a little bit, and then they bounce. 
So there is no hookah. There is no alcohol where you just, you know, there for hours, just soaking up time. And you got people outside waiting for two or three hours because a motherfucker in here, you know, bought a section and got hookah and shit. So, um, yeah, man, if you want to find a, a, a good family type of restaurant, family type of atmosphere, man, just see if they got hookah. <laughs> If they don't, yeah. if they don't have hookah, man, it might be a good place where you could get in and out. Kind of like the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club be having lines too, but yeah, they go they so go fast. Quick, yeah, because yeah. people get in, they eat, they talk, and you know, and ain't no TVs and all that shit in there. Mm-hmm. So by the time you finish, you you dip, <laughs> and so the line the line goes super fast. But when you got hookah, you got liquor and all that shit, man. People be in there for hours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then not to mention, um, they be sitting there just snacking on some appetizers and not even yeah, buying taking nothing. pictures. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's frustrating, yeah. man. It is, man. The the dining scene is fucked up, like everything is in this world at this point, man. Like fucking, but you all you gotta do is just pick a spot and stay there, man. <laughs> know your spot of good places. That's why. People always want to venture out and try new things, but man, sometimes you just gotta stick to what you know, dog. Because yeah, sometimes when you ain't heard of no place, it's for a good reason. So, yeah, and it's the worst. Like I said, it's the worst feeling to uh, come out. And your bill is like eighty or ninety dollars. Yeah, and you didn't fucking enjoy the food, <laughs> and you no, very disappointed. Man. It's like damn, like I'm still. And fucking you don't want to shortchange the the waiter. It's not their fault. But yeah. it's like fuck, man. The yeah. shit sucked, and I'm not even full. Yeah, and it's it's not the worst feeling than this when you know the food sucked, the waiter was shitty, and you mm-hmm. get the bill. The bill is eighty dollars or eighty plus, and they added the tip to it. Yeah, it's like motherfucker. It was only me and my wife. <laughs> I know. So, so it's like, all right, cool. I ain't got to put extra with that. that that's what you that that's that contempt they have for their own crowd man you see how turkey leg hut be talking when they announced that whole dress code you, you saw their language they yeah. were using yeah. in that dress code like well, who talks to people like this these are your customers man yeah so uh, you, you could tell it was just bad intentions dog and yeah that's one thing i appreciate from black women because they will like my mother just she will if she don't like her food she will let people know immediately like yeah. look this steak ain't right. Y'all got to redo it. Like yeah. she ain't like she'll get free food all day. She get yeah. gift cards. My <laughs> sister the same way too. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, Me, see, I, I'm like, not like that at all, man. I, I'm I'm really not because I always put myself in the you know like the Me waiter. Too. Like look, the waiter didn't make the food. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. you think like they they got so many things to do. Now you're making more work for them. Yeah. But look, sometimes you need to do that. You need like that's yeah. what we all need black women are alive. Yeah. If I they, they yeah. will get you a refund on shit that's out of warranty. Yeah. They will take <laughs> your food back and get you some gift cards or something complimentary if the food ain't good. Mm-hmm. And they will have you recook the no, they ain't scared of nothing. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. If I say something, man, you know something is wrong. Yeah. And usually I I'm not the person that say, hey, this ain't right. I usually, hey man, you doing a good job, and I apologize mm-hmm. for this. I usually don't do this, but I, the, this the food was cold. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I I got I, I got to build it up. I got to butter them up to let them know I'm not mad yeah. or angry. But you know, some people they be like, uh uh-uh, uh, excuse me, hey, 
Excuse me. Yeah, yeah now that's how they are. Like, I, I'll, if my like if it's, if my order is wrong, I'll definitely say something. Or yeah. if something don't taste right, I'll definitely say something. Or if it's something like the steak is cold, I'll yeah. say something. But my mom and sister just have to excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, this food is not right. Okay. Yeah, I, I need something else because this is not right. It's not yeah. cooked right. Yeah, you be like, sitting damn. there like, oh shit, because these people make your food, dog. So yeah. you don't know if they spitting in it, putting something in it. Yeah, I'll be trying to be nice, but Me they too. don't even give a shit, dog. Yeah, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I try, I try to be nice. If I say something, man, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, man, it's it's frustrating getting a high ass bill and not even you know, it, it wasn't even satisfied with your food i agree man <laughs> worst feeling actually so yep. yeah <laughs> um with that being said i think that about wraps it up man yeah yeah let me cue the anita picker yep i always need the anita <laughs> yeah we appreciate y'all rocking with us for another edition of the gems and juice podcast uh, special thanks to our special guest, DJ XO. Make mm-hmm. sure y'all run up that uh, hood hop on Shazam. Mm-hmm. Like you requested, man. Support Houston artists. You know, we always try to support Houston artists on this podcast and Cleveland artists, too. You know, mm-hmm. we, we switch back and forth. But yeah. uh, make sure y'all check out DJ XO and that new single, Hood Hop Out, right now. Thank you for coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, special shout out to everybody who fucks with the podcast, man. We love y'all. Thank y'all for rocking with us through 200 plus episodes now. Been a long run. Yeah. Still at it. <laughs> uh, make sure y'all listen to Figgy weekdays 10 to 2. Sports Radio 610 curating the vibes on In the Loop every <laughs> single day or most of the days. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. Anybody else? Uh, yeah, shout out to Do- uh, Dr. Pittman, uh, my chiropractor, man. Um, I went to him today earlier. Um, okay. Yeah, man. So, uh, if you having back problems, pain, neck pain, all that stuff, hit up Doctor Pittman. Go to um, Pittman Wellness. Oh, I forgot the website, but mm-hmm. yeah, you'll hear it in the ad. Make sure you hit up Doctor Pittman, and um, it gets you right. Yeah, make sure y'all get y'all uh, get y'all uh, back right. Your your backyotomy. <laughs> Dave Chappelle said in fucking uh, <laughs> half baked. <laughs> um, so yeah, y'all make sure. Uh, can we promote this Jasmine thing? Is it a public event? She just uh, sent us a flyer for it. Should we actually put it out there? Yeah, I wouldn't. Not yet. Okay, Not yet. fair yeah, enough. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't think it's a private event. But we'll, we'll respect because you know she'd be funny like that. Yeah. But <laughs> just tell Jasmine happy birthday. Her birthday is next week, isn't it? Isn't it? Next yeah. Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah, just wish Jasmine a happy birthday. She goes by DJ Bloom now. Mm-hmm. So, don't ask me why. Okay. <laughs> don't ask no questions. Okay. Just just roll with it. All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and wish Jasmine a happy birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Hey, 
Hey, it's Figgy Fig, and I got to tell you guys about Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness. I've been having some serious lower back and neck issues over the past few years, and finally, I decided to get it checked out with Dr. Pittman. After my first two appointments, my neck and back felt amazing. My body feels rejuvenated, and I actually walked out the office faster than when I walked in. And you can have that same feeling. Pittman Chiropractic and Wellness specialize in neck and back pain, muscle and joint pain, and so much more. Make your appointment today, 346-774-2887. That's 346-774-2887. Or you can check them out online at PCAWellness.com. That's PCAWellness.com. And tell them Figgy Fig sent you.